This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, June 22nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a body has been recovered after a swimmer went missing in the Delaware River on Sunday. The U.S. Coast Guard had been searching for 22-year-old Brian Tenacella, who went missing near the river in Delanco Township, New Jersey. The man was reportedly swimming with friends near a boat ramp in the vicinity of Delaware Ave and Union Avenue when they became separated. The man's friends called 911 after noticing that he did not resurface after being pulled underwater by the tide. Authorities responded just before 2 p.m. Ten agencies, including five boats and two helicopters, aided in the search that lasted over five hours. His body was pulled from the river sometime before 9 o'clock near the spot where he went missing. Medical examiners are working working to determine the exact cause of death. We were talking about the deceptive nature of what you see on the surface as opposed to what you experience when you get in. Right. And it's terrifying. And especially in the river, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's awful. New Jersey hair salons and barbershops can reopen today under phase two of Governor Phil Murphy's coronavirus reopening plan. New safety standards from the state of New Jersey mean things will look different at personal care businesses. Masks are a must. Clients will be spaced out. There will be temperature checks at the door and no more walk-ins are being permitted. Also permitted to open on Monday in New Jersey, nail salons, spas, tanning salons, hair braiding shops, and tattoo parlors. Business owners say that they are taking state-mandated safety precautions to make sure that they can continue to to stay open. They're ensuring that all staff and client pairs maintain at least six feet distance between each other unless separated by a physical barrier. Governor Murphy signed an executive order last week allowing higher education and trade and training schools to resume on July 1st with enhanced health and safety protocols. He also announced that shopping malls can reopen later this month. Businesses were also allowed to begin outdoor dining and that started last Monday. Beginning today, the Philadelphia Parking Authority will once again enforce metered parking regulations across the city. Yeah. Drivers will be required to pay for parking at all meters and kiosks. I know a friend of mine who works in the city, um, and she's had to work like a few days here and there. Yeah. Uh, she hasn't fully gone back yet, but she said that was like one of the perks. She's like, I can just park on the street. <laughs> it's I didn't wild. get a ticket. I can yeah. leave it there. She's like, now I have to pay $40 to park for the day. Uh, It's part of a phased approach that began in Center City last Monday. For the past 12 weeks, the PPA focused only on safety violations due to the COVID-19 virus. Customers are encouraged to make contact-free payments through the PPA's mobile payment app, MeterUp. Mobile payments can also be made through MeterUp by calling 1-877-727-5303. Enforcement of residential parking time limits will resume next Monday, June 29th. The parking permit office located at 35 North 8th Street. That will reopen today. That app is so freaking easy. Do you guys use it? No. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think I don't go to the city enough to, like, I I should get it now. Yeah. Is it universal? Because I use one down down the shore. I think think they are, or at least uh, everywhere that I've used it in this general area, and I'm talking a wide area, it it seemed uh, usable. What I like is that wherever you are, it uses your your location, your GPS location. So, you know, the different meters will have different numbers on them. Yeah, you have, like, quadrants that you basically... Right, so you're not so it knows the quadrant you're in. You're not parking in front of meter 6322. You're parking in quadrant 6322. So how do they know that you've paid? Uh, Well, the deal is you've put it in, and you hope that the people who are going by who are the, quote-unquote, meter maids or whatever, the people, the enforcement for that, they have a way of assessing... Through your license plate, logging into the program to they see. They do. If, they yeah. do. They'll put your license plate in because I, last summer, got burned because the one time I, I uh, parked for my mother and I put her license plate in it. So then her license plate was in the app 
And then the next time I went down, you parked. In I your parked car? my car, but used her license plate, and I ended up getting a ticket. Yeah. So the bitch was well, you'd gone to the trouble of dressing <laughs> as an old woman. And the whole thing. So okay, so your license plate is in the app, so they don't necessarily know what spot you're in, but if they enter your license plate number in, they'll know they'll that you paid. paid. Yeah. Ah, that okay, I, that's the only way, unless so, unless it's just a big scam. You can yeah. use that or the kiosk. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess yeah. there's still some kiosks. You know, but which are always a pain. I know. If, I'm sure you've had your pain in the ass with them occasionally. I've had one where trying to get yeah. trying to get the credit card the credit in, card and they have to uh, walk yeah. down the street, try to another you, one. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but the best part about the app is, right? Oh, I'm only going to be here in an hour, so you put an hour, and then like you're, and then you're. You're running late, and you're like, you oh, you know what? Back? You don't have to yes. run back. It, it just forms you. You just hop right <laughs> up on the app. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah that's definitely, that's got to be good. I go straight to a garage you do. every you're, time. Yeah. Every time. This might, this might actually, um, this, or at least give you another option. For me, and I agree, I'm always been F it. If something's going to go wrong. Yep. But the app has been pretty usable. Mm-hmm. All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> Major League Baseball players won't vote on the league's latest proposal to return to the field until they collect new data regarding testing for COVID-19 after several recent outbreaks at training facilities and in Major League cities. A vote could have taken place yesterday, but now will be delayed at least a day or two. All MLB training camps temporarily closed after multiple teams reported positive COVID-19 tests on Friday. The Phillies closed their spring training facility in Clearwater, Florida after five players and three staff members tested positive for the coronavirus. The Blue Jays closed their site in Dunedin about five miles from the Phil's camp after a player showed symptoms consistent with the virus. And the San Francisco Giants and Texas Rangers also announced that they shut down their facilities. Yesterday, a noose was found in the garage stall of Bubba Wallace at Talladega Speedway in Lincoln, Alabama, less than two weeks after Wallace, who is NASCAR's only black driver, successfully pushed the stock car racing series to ban the Confederate flag at its tracks and facilities. In a statement, NASCAR said, we are angry and outraged and cannot state strongly enough how seriously we take this heinous act. We have launched an immediate investigation and we'll do everything we can to identify the person responsible and eliminate them from the sport. Hope they get these idiots. Right? I mean, come, come on. on. Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard was taken to the hospital after being sucker punched at a South Dakota restaurant on Friday night. The suspect was arrested on Saturday after the incident that occurred at the zoo bar in Aberdeen. Police were called to the scene on a report of people busting glasses and having busted heads. Goddard who went to high school in South Dakota and attended South Dakota State, is entering his third season in the NFL. And according to reports, he's back home and doing fine. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. We welcome everybody back from a weekend, from a Father's Day weekend. So I hope all the dads had a good time. I had an enjoyable day. You guys? Yeah, yeah man. man. Excellent. Great. Nice. I can't have kids. You can't <laughs> have children. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, this may not mean a whole lot to you on the listening side of things, but on the visual side, we have the return of Mr. Nick Murphy. He's been gone for a few months as, uh, you know, things have been uh, thin as far as the personnel goes around here, but slowly incorporating safely people back into the fold, and that means Daily Rush videos. More of them will be coming back. Things have changed while he's gone. The new Nicky Murphy. Uh, <laughs> A couple things were changed. A little bit of surgery. Yeah. 
Uh, so we're excited about uh, about that and uh, more of the family back together, and hopefully that's help happening in your world as well. We have a new Word of the Week prize uh, to give away. It is a package of 20 digital movies, including Birds of Prey, Gone in 60 Seconds, Just Mercy, The Rhythm Section, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Wow. And more. If you'd like the complete list, you can click contest at WMMR.com. But we'll do the letter at the end of the program. Makes a word. By Friday, we will give that away to one lucky winner. We have other things that we will have your chance to win through the course of today's radio program. And uh, that's it. That's all I got as far as setting it up for you today, folks. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. And we are going to get to the uh, lesson, not the lesson question, the stupid question. Lesson questions later on today. But I got an entertainment report. Things happen over the weekend. I'll tell you about them. We'll be back in just a moment. So make sure you stay with us on this gorgeous start to a work week. We'll be right back. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. If you're looking to celebrate someone, simply say I love you or honor mom. Steven Singer has safe and free shipping in time for Mother's Day. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so we're going to do the stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a Fandango Now promo code to see Irresistible, written and directed by John Stewart and starring Steve Carell and Rose Byrne. So the question. Very interesting. And uh, Nick and Casey, you guys specifically, I want to see if you guys can get the answer to this. This is from Marshall Fleming. He sent this to me. What, and this is, this is going to take a little work. All right. What are the only two U.S. states besides Alaska and Hawaii mm-hmm. that do not have an NFL team or share a border with a state oh, that geez. has an NFL oh, team? doesn't share a border? Uh-huh. All right. I got a lot of birthdays, so we got some time to work this out. So, once again, what are the only two (laughs) U.S. states besides Alaska and Hawaii that do not have an NFL team or share a border with a state that has an NFL team? That's a good one. It is a good one. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 Friggin' damn. 215-263-WMMR. We'll write it down and figure out the other one. Uh, I'm going to go through some birthdays. Like I said, there's a bunch of them. Today is Monday, June 22nd. And uh, we will start with one of the greatest uh, actresses of all time, Meryl Streep. Yes. Uh, turns 71 years old today. Astonishing actress. Yeah. Yeah, she's fantastic. A skill set like, uh, you know, you haven't seen in, in years. I mean, you have to go back to people like <clears throat> Betty Davis and, and the legendary actresses. I mean, she's unbelievable. What's some comedy that she's done? I always like taking a look at these. Death these Becomes Her. Very well-known uh, dramatic actors and then watch them go into a comedic role. I know she she had a small role in uh, Stuck on You, but she played herself. Meryl Streep? Yeah. 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 But, oh, uh, She-Devil. The, uh, uh, the Roseanne okay. Barr movie. She's very funny in that. Um, there's a movie. It's it's a romantic comedy, which is uh, it's complicated uh, with Steve Martin. And, Another uh, good one. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, there's some really funny scenes in that, but she's she's great in everything she does. Celebrates her 71st birthday today. Lindsay Wagner, who was the Bionic Woman. Oh, yeah. Jamie Summers. She is also 71 years old today. That was her biggest thing. Did she ever go on to anything else? I don't know. I remember... She did a couple made-for-TV movies. That's mainly what I remember, Steve. I dug that show. Yeah. They had they were yeah. a good companion piece. They all had, they both, uh, between the $6 million man and the $6 million woman, they had um, whatever one couldn't do, the other one could do. Yep. So she's 71. David L. Lander, who played Squiggy on Laverne and Shirley. Andrew Squiggy Squigman. He was part of that uh, Gary Marshall tribute that they yes. did on ABC. 
Uh, he is uh, 73. He's uh, He's been by here before. Yeah. So he and... Yeah, what? He and Michael McKeon did uh, those characters, um, They like a college act, and they were, you know, they did improv comedy together, and that's where Gary Marshall became aware of that variations on those characters. No he wasn't Squiggy or something. He was like Bruno or something or Tony or whatever, right, right. and they changed it. So the um, the idea that Bobby Fleckman in the movie Spinal Tap yeah. was, uh, is based on a record rep that we all know named Bobby Silver goes back to David Lander and Michael McKeon. Yeah. The story is that uh, the Bobby Silver, who we all know, had basically taken them on tour for, you know, I, I don't know if they were, they, I, maybe they were promoting Laverne and Shirley. She, she would I'm like, really she sure. routinely like let them stay at her house yeah. and, and things of that nature. So when she was mounting, mounting a tour and, and making sure that everything was, you know, uh, looked after, she would actually bring people into her home to put them up. Yep. And that's where the legend of Bobby Silver. Yep, and then led to Bobby Fleckman yep. and uh, and uh, Spinal Tap. So uh, Squiggy is seventy three. Squiggy, right? yeah. Chris Christofferson is still alive. <laughs> He's uh, eighty four years old today, by the way. Always like Chris Christofferson. Yep, grizzled, kind of gruff. So what? What are some of the? He's written a, a ton of hits for other me, people. Me and Bobby McGinn. Yeah, Janis uh, Joplin he wrote. Uh, yep. And that's the biggest hit that I know of. But uh, uh, yeah, perfect strangers he theme. Said if he did the perfect yeah, strangers yeah, yeah. theme, he did wow. not do that. <laughs> uh, so, one guy. Let me get, let me write this down. Meepos. Uh, he's eighty four <laughs> today. It's also Cindy Lauper's birthday today. Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. Uh, Cindy is celebrating her sixty seventh birthday today. What is this? I thought it was time after time, but apparently not. <laughs> Maybe it's what is this? The hell is this? The karaoke version of this. You insult oh, me. That's her at an event or something, I guess. Oh, I this, this is speaking. at the Ripley. Wow. In uh, yeah, 1983. Wow, okay. I I went into, I went down a, a path of uh, Cindy Lauper uh, like last year because I was watching various, uh, when, when she was doing uh, We Are the World. Yeah. Um, the segment that she did with Huey Lewis, and I think it might have been Kim Carnes, um, that uh, where they rehearsed it, and I, I was watching the, the the behind the scenes stuff, right? And they were they did that take several times and did different versions of it. She kicked ass. She can well. She has a, an incredible voice, fantastic, and great songwriter, yeah. and now she's doing psoriasis commercials. Yes, yeah, she yeah. does. Actually, you're right. She's 67 today. Uh, Bruce Campbell from uh, the Evil Dead movies, the Spider Man movies, uh, and so on. Legend, very funny guy. He's is 62. He'll always have a table at any horror or science fiction oh, convention. Yeah. Uh, and we also have Carson Daly, who turns 47 today. Who was long uh, called a tool by our show. Yep. And then uh, we had him on a couple times. He's he's pretty nice, guy. cool guy. Yeah, he's yeah. not bad. Uh, then you have Dan Brown, the novelist. He brought us a Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, The Lost Symbol. You were totally wrapped up into that stuff. I loved the Da Vinci Code. It was well, such, the nation was. Such an easy read. And then I went back and read Angels and Demons, and I actually liked that a little bit better than Da Vinci Chapters Code. Chapters huh? were like three pages long. They were perfect for the bathroom. <laughs> I know, yeah. They were outstanding. I remember we did a mystery trip one year, and everybody at the pool was reading the Da Vinci Code. Oh, really? Everybody, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's 56 today. Uh, Todd Rundgren, the oh. uh, Philadelphia native. Love Todd Rundgren. Is 72 years old today. Yep. he's he, And he's a quirky dude, man. Super he's, quirky. He's, he's goofy. Guy, uh, you know, if like Emo Phillips became a rock star. <laughs> I got to meet him at um, 
when Pierre was inducted into the Philadelphia uh, yeah, Walk yeah, yeah. of Fame, uh, Todd Rundgren was there and he spoke and uh, could not have been a nicer guy to picture with him and uh, and Jason Fayon. It was a really cool one, moment. One of the best concerts I ever saw, Hall & Oates with Todd Rundgren. Yeah. And he came out and they were exchanging singing parts on each other's songs. He's 72. Uh, then you have Stephen Page of Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, he is uh, 50 years old today. He's the, the thinner of the two front guys, right? And he's out of the band, right? Oh, then that's the other one. I who is, which one I, who is the one who is drug addicted? It, the larger guy. Right. And I've forgotten. I, I get them mixed up. Stephen Page and the other dude. <laughs> I don't even remember so the, his name. I think the other dude is the oh. one who sings the Big Bang Theory theme. Hang yeah. on. Stephen Page is the guy who had the little substance abuse issue and ended up leaving the band. Yeah. All right. So uh, who's the other dude? Ed Robertson. Ed Robertson. There we go. Ed He's still in the band Robertson. and they still tour, but uh, they're not, not the same entity they once okay. were. No. Was nope. Bare Naked Ladies, I always thought it was just two guys. Is no. It? A couple people. Band. There's yeah. uh, four guys in the band all together. Oh. Yeah. Okay. What? I just assumed that it was just those two. No, no. Um, and that anybody else was just, you know, losers. Hired, hired help. Yeah. No, the uh, no, they were all okay. well established. In fact, I have a, I've got a, um, uh, like a gold record that I got when I was a music director. Yeah. And it's got all their names okay. on there. So they're, yeah, they they were friends from way back. Canadian and, band. Yep, Canadian band. Absolutely. Fifty years old today. Uh, Donald Faison, the actor, great in uh, Scrubs and uh, Clueless. Ton of stuff. Celebrates his forty-sixth birthday today. And then the final one I saw is actress Tracy Pullen, who oh. is wife of Michael J. Fox. They, and uh, she was they, they met on Family They met on the yeah. show, yeah, yeah. Played his girlfriend, I think. Was Remember that, that uh, Billy Vera song? Yeah, that's what I was say. <laughs> at this moment, at this moment. What about it? That's uh, what they danced to, yeah, right? They danced well, that's to, what yeah. they broke up to, right? They, or... it, was, it was a theme running throughout the show, was okay. at this what, moment by Billy. Yeah. <laughs> that was a huge hit. It sure was. Uh, so she is 60 years old today. And it's also Casey's daughter Avery's oh, birthday. Hey, really? Yeah, she's awake. I, yeah. Wake yeah. her up. Uh, yeah, wake her up right now. Uh, Your yeah. wife has a starter pistol. My daughter is uh, so excited about her birthday today. Aww. Yeah, I know. The end of the uh, but she's my 11 years girl. old. Oh, my little sweetheart. What are we listening to? This is Daddy's Little Girl. Oh, okay. I don't know this version, though. This is the Cindy Lauper version. <laughs> right. So she's 11 years old 11. Today? I love it! Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to uh, today's very interesting, stupid question. And it was posed to us by listener Marshall, and he said, what are the only two U.S. states besides Alaska and Hawaii that do not have an NFL team or share a border with a state that has an NFL team? Did you guys write down your answer? I, I, I did. did. I, I, I had questions, though. Okay. Those are my two. Uh, Nick got it right. Okay, <laughs> see, I wasn't sure, and I, and I kind of call no fair a little bit. And I'm going to go, go to Rich, and then we'll find out why it's not fair. Okay. Hi, Rich. You're on the air. Good morning. How you doing, fellas? Good, Rich. What are the two states, please? I'm pretty sure it's Maine and Montana. And you are correct. <laughs> According to Marshall Fleming. Hang on, Rich. We are going to give you a Fandango Now promo code. <clears throat> Excuse me. To see Irresistible. <clears throat> Written and directed by John Stewart and uh, starring Steve Carell and Rose Byrne. It's available on demand <clears throat> this Friday. No, it says six. Yeah, 626. That's this Friday. And it is from Focus Features, so uh, congratulations. All right, what's not fair about that? Well, it's not. I just didn't know if New England, because New England is a is a cluster of states. Yeah. Anyway, why are you doing that to me, man? <laughs> He's no sad, bro. It's Monday. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 
Yeah, so so Maine is part of New England, and I wasn't sure if they were asking uh, because Massachusetts is the state that uh, has you know hosts the the stadium. So anyway, okay, all right. So you thought that uh, New England was one entity? Yeah, I get your argument, but state. Massachusetts is the state in which the Patriots play, right? And right, so, right. And then Maine only borders New Hampshire. Okay. Uh, so that was an interesting one. So yeah. thanks, Marshall. We appreciate that. All right, let's get into some of the entertainment stories. Angelina Jolie is opening up about why she made the decision to leave Brad Pitt. So finally, she's been quiet. I want to hear. I want to hear this. Um, it's not much. She said, "I separated for the well-being of my family. That's it. It, it was the right decision. I continue to focus on their healing." She said, "Some have taken advantage of my silence, and the children see lies about themselves in the media." But I remind them that they know their own truth and their own minds. In fact, they are six very brave, very strong young people. Uh, Pitt and Jolie were together since 2004, but they only married in 2014 at their estate in France. Uh, and, of course, they shocked fans when they divorced in 2016. The last thing I wanted to do when Claire and I got married was get married at our estate in France. No, that's <laughs> not. We wanted to keep really it a well. small affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jolie previously told Harper's Bazaar magazine how the last few years have been physically Emotionally and mentally turbulent for her. Well, she went through cancer, you know. Yes, uh, exactly. And, and uh, had some radical surgery. Yep. And uh, not in a surfer kind of radical. And then it was, uh, she's doing great. Did Probably she great. actually have cancer or did she just get the double mastectomy? You know, uh, Casey, I, I don't remember. I know that it, it. it killed her mother. So, it, yeah. it, and um, that was part of the deal. And I think she might have taken that preemptive measure of getting, perhaps she had it in one breast and got both. I don't know what the story was, but it was. No, it was preventative. It was yeah. a preventative double mastectomy. And uh, she had an 87% risk of developing breast yeah. cancer, but she okay. did not have it. Okay. Uh, she continued by saying adoption and orphanage are positive words in our home. With my adopted children, I can't speak of pregnancy, but I speak with much detail and love about the journey to find them. And what it was like to look in their eyes for the first time. After a reportedly uh, rough few years, Pitt and Jolie are co-parenting in peace now. That's nice. And she is reportedly relieved and impressed that uh, Brad has stopped drinking. So she's happy about that. James Vanderbeek is opening up about his wife Kimberly's devastating miscarriage 17 weeks into her pregnancy. James wrote on social media that after suffering a brutal, very public miscarriage last November, they learned that Kimberly... Was pregnant again. Uh, he said, This time we kept the news to ourselves, adding that uh, last weekend, once again, the soul we'd been excited to welcome into the world had lessons for our family that did not include joining us in a living physical body. <clears throat> he said um, that they rushed Kimberly for another harrowing night of blood transfusions. He added that uh, while trying to be by his wife's side, something kept running through my head again and again, uh, which I now feel compelled to share. We've got to take better care of each other. He said, uh, there are no words to ease that pain to make the process hurt less or to solve it quickly. Uh, but the way out of it starts with an open, broken-hearted contemplation of this question. How can we take better care of each other? He concluded by letting all the families who have gone through this know that they are not alone. By the way, they have five kids as mm-hmm. he did. So yeah, yeah. they're nine, eight, six, four, and one. Mm. So sad news from that group. Now, uh, better news on the other side. Heather Locklear is engaged. Engaged to her, quote, favorite person. Can we guess? Tom Sizemore. Yes. Yes. How How could it not work out well? No. Uh, The actress and her longtime boyfriend, former motocross racer Chris Heiser. Love you so much. (laughs) Got engaged. 
in April. Yeah. Uh, Locklear and Heiser, by the way, are high school sweethearts. We met in high school. Who rekindled their romance years ago. We kindled it. In 2017, Locklear shared a picture with Heiser writing my favorite person on earth 40 years later. Statistically, how often do you think a rekindling of a high school romance works out? And how many times does it just go asunder? That's a good question. Because um, the things that make you what, or do you really know what you want in life in high school? Or do, Yeah, uh, but you've grown and, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, like uh, I saw a couple this weekend who both uh, have or are going through divorce. And these two are getting back together for the first time in 30 years or something like that. Uh-huh. And that's okay. pretty cool. That is cool. I like that. Uh, so this will be the third marriage for Heather. Uh, she was married to Tommy Lee from 1986 to 1993, and then Richie Sambora from 1994 to 2007. She's doing much, much better from what the recent reports say. So mm-hmm. she's and she's kind of, I guess, Casey in like a in a twelve uh, step, you know, making amendments. Yeah, I hope so. And go around and doing the deal. Help. It looks okay. good. Yeah. Locklear and Sambora share daughter Ava Elizabeth Sambora, who is 22. Uh, she celebrated her engagement following her one-year sobriety anniversary, saying hugs will come later, one year sober today. Uh, she had captioned a Maya Angelou quote on Instagram back in April. Um, in 2019, she pleaded in a contest to eight misdemeanor charges of battery and resisting officers stemming from two confrontations with first responders at her California home in February and June of 2018. So hopefully... She's gotten it all together because it was looking rough there for a while, man. Uh, the girl who played her in um, the dirt what looked uh, uh, was was pretty good casting. You remember her? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know who she was. I, I've yeah. never seen her before. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, it was well done. All right, Ansel Elgort, the actor, has spoken out on social media after being accused of sexual assault. A Twitter user who goes by the name of Gabby wrote to her followers that the 26 year old actor quote sexually assaulted me when I was 17. I had DM'd him on when it was two days before my 17th birthday, and I got his private Snapchat. I didn't think he'd ever see my DM. I was just a kid and was a fan of his. Uh, her profile is set to private now. She goes into to pretty vivid detail about it, and it's kind of um, um, vague. Uh, I, I, I thought the same thing, Preston. I think this needs to be examined a little bit more. So El Gort wrote on Instagram, I was distressed to see the social media posts about me that have been circulating in the past 24 hours. I cannot claim to understand Gabby's feelings, but her depiction of events is simply not what happened. He said, I've never, I, I have never and never would assault anyone. Uh, what is true is that in New York in 2014 when I was 20, Gabby and I had a brief legal and entirely consensual relationship. Unfortunately, I did not handle the breakup well. He said he stopped responding to her, which is an immature and cruel thing to do to someone, and that he knows this belated apology does not absolve me or my unacceptable behavior when I disappeared. He said, as I look back at my attitude, I'm disgusted and deeply ashamed of the way I acted. I'm truly sorry. I know I must continue to reflect, learn, and work to grow in empathy. So that is how he responded to that. Uh, comedian D.L. Hewley announced that he has tested positive for COVID-19 after collapsing on stage during a performance in Nashville. Hmm. Uh, the stand I know we have uh, audio of this. The stand-up comedian, uh, who's 57, lost consciousness while he was performing at the Zany's Comedy Nightclub on <laughs> Friday night. And he was hospital. On Saturday, he posted a video on Twitter 
which he said he was uh, in which he said he was uh, treated for exhaustion and dehydration afterward. What is the clip that we have? The here, clip is of him is finding out after the fact that, or while he was in the hospital, that okay. he had COVID nineteen. Here we go. Yeah. When I came, I was being treated for extreme exhaustion and dehydration, but it turns out I also tested positive for COVID nineteen, which blew me away. I was what they call asymptomatic. I didn't have. Uh, any symptoms that, you know, other classic symptoms. Apparently, I just lost consciousness. So, in addition uh, to all the other stuff you have to look out for, if your ass pass out in the middle of a show on stage, you probably need to get tested. <laughs> and he also, it's funny because he also says, uh, he goes, and thanks you to all my friends who said such horrible things about me. So, apparently, they've been really <laughs> ribbing the crap Beat out of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he plans to quarantine in his Nashville hotel room for 14 days. Uh, the remaining two nights of his four-night engagement at uh, Zany's, of course, uh, were canceled. He said he still isn't, hasn't exhibited any of the typical symptoms associated with coronavirus, including a shortness of, shortness of breath and fever. However, fatigue is listed by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention as among symptoms of the disease. So he's, uh, yeah, passed out right on stage. Wow. Okay, Ashley Benson brought a plus one to her sister Shailene Benson's wedding to Adam Swerdlow. Uh, the wedding went down in Laguna Beach, California on Thursday. Predictably, fans have questions. Oh, I have questions. Yeah. Who are they? I know, I do too. <laughs> There's a name I recognize in this story, though. Swerdlow? So, no, it's not Swerdlow. Isn't that a sexual act? I don't know who Swerdlow is. Oh, that's a swirly. Now, Benson brought g Easy with her. Oh, now I know g Easy. Adding, is it g Easy or Jeezy or Geezy? Never heard of it. I don't know. Adding fuel to the romance. I know he brings good things to life. Rumors that, wait a minute. That's, that's G-E. That's g yeah. Uh, so, adding fuel to the romance rumors that have been swirling around them for months. Swirling. Thick. Uh, the pair appeared to enjoy themselves, judging from the bride's Instagram stories. And this comes a few months after Benson split from Cara Delevingne. Now That's we're talking. A name we know. And we know Cara Delevingne has been in the news because of the supposed threesome with Elon Musk and Amber Heard. Which he denied. Which he denies. And I don't know why anyone would deny that. Benson and g Easy were first linked in April when they were spotted picking up takeout in L.A. And they collaborated on a cover of Radiohead's Creep. When fans lashed out at Benson, Delavine defended her, saying it's more important now than ever to spread love, not hate. Spread love. To everyone hating on Ashley Benson, please stop. You don't know the truth. Only her and I do, and that's exactly how it should be. Beautiful. Isn't it? Uh, Alan Metter, the director for the 1980s pop culture films Girls Just Want to Have Fun and Back to School, passed away on June uh-huh. 7th, according to the New York Film Academy, where he taught. Uh, Details of the cause and location were not provided. Uh, His early days saw him directing music videos for George Harrison and Olivia Newton-John, but he got his break with a directing job on Girls Just Want to Have Fun starring Jessica Parker. I don't remember that. Movie. It's not that good. Yeah. So it's, it's Jessica Parker, I believe, and uh, is Helen Hunt in that as well? Uh, I don't know. Nick uh, is pulling Helen up Hunt? the IMDb credits. Shannon uh, Doherty, Sarah Jessica Parker, Helen Hunt. Yeah, Steve. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, oh, you guys remember Biff Yeager. Biff Yeager. Oh, Biff oh my God, no, Chuck Yeager's an air do well brother. <laughs> what did you do? Well, I broke the sound barrier. I was in Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Literally, the yeah, lead yeah. 
The, the, the top name on there is Biff Yeager. What has so what in? did you do? I flew faster than any man has ever flown. What did you do? I was in gross, just want to have fun. <laughs> I think it might have been in order of appearance. I oh, think okay. that's why he's All right. the top. Yeah. Biff, Biff Yeager. He was in uh, Repo Man, Batman Returns, Sid and Nancy, Edward Scissorhands, and, of course, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Detective in Sid and Nancy. Yeah. But he's <laughs> okay. still alive, Biff. Uh, yeah. yeah. Biff's, Biff's okay. Yeah, Biff's good. Uh, but uh, Alan Meter is dead, and uh, he also, from there, he directed uh, Back to School, Rodney Dangerfield. Now, that's a solid movie. I love that movie. Yes. And you know what? Another one that was kind of goofy fun is Moving with Richard Pryor. Uh, moving? Yeah. I don't know he why Moving one. was dismissed. I think it's a lot of fun. And and I it like actually it. does really kind of uh, explore the nightmare of moving. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, Meter retired in the early 2000s and moved to Florida, so he has passed away, unfortunately. Kim Kardashian, thought we were going to get out of this, didn't you? Yeah, man. Is seeing Tristan Thompson in a new light a year after he and Khloe Kardashian split following his cheating scandal with their sister, Kylie Jenner's former pal, Jordan Woods. There's much more to you than I originally thought. In a bonus season 18 clip. Oh, a bonus clip. Yeah. Kardashian told Scott Disick, Disick of her dinner with Thompson, and I quote, it was good. He's like, honestly, so nice. Oh, my yeah, wow. He made mistakes, but I feel like he's trying really hard. And she's talking to Scott Disick, who has two breadsticks under his front lip. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or. By the way, are you even listening? The word like was used twice in here, and one of them was actually used properly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's good. He made mistakes, but I feel like he's trying really hard. That's a proper use of it. It would actually life. be, I feel as if. As, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> she she screwed that up, too. But we'll accept that one. Kate Middleton shared adorable family shots ahead of her husband, Prince William's 38th birthday on Sunday. Uh, Prince George, who is six, and Princess Charlotte, who is five, are grinning ear to ear as William is sitting down and holding Prince Louis. Who is one? Let me tell you, I was their butler, their little George, the little scamps. Yeah. They must get away with murder. Oh, I would imagine so. Uh, Claire Crawley is going to start filming her season of Bachelorette amid the coronavirus crisis. And not surprisingly, this will be the ABC Joggernaut's wackiest season yet, thanks to the pandemic. Wacky. I know. Rob Mills recently told On Air with Ryan Seacrest, we're going to be in one location and everyone will be tested the week before. Everyone who comes back negative, we shoot inside the bubble, basically. Yeah, they're going to shoot them. Yeah, they're going to do that. They're going to execute them. And honestly, as someone who's kind of annoyed by the show a lot, I I support this. Uh, The show usually focuses on travel to exotic locales and visits to contestants' hometowns. (laughs) Uh, Mills said, maybe there's some travel. Maybe it's just domestic. Maybe it's by bus. We'll see. Maybe by bus? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nick, they're going to be down at the Greyhound station (laughs) waiting to go into Scranton. Well, that's Um, exciting. I t- so they they they've been having this show that's sort of a uh, a look back where they um you know it's it basically clip shows every week and the dates that they go on I have to imagine that's one of the biggest draws to this thing yeah, yeah. one of the draws I, I the couple goes they're flying around this skyline of New York and they land on Tabella whatever the hell it is it's the most incredible date you could possibly imagine and that's obviously the draw. Somehow taking a bus ride to Dubuque, <laughs> I don't think is going to be as exciting. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll hey, see. let's take the train to Harrisburg. We'll see what they do with it. So um, that is, uh, they said, uh, if things aren't that safe, we'll shoot it in the same way where everybody is safe. They're tested. They're quarantined. I want to take you to Digger World. <laughs> and you can have... What's that other place you talked about? The, the uh, That other amusement park? That, uh... Dutch Wonderland? No, it was another one. It had like a... 
Fair, uh, 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 had a goofy name. Storybook Land? Yeah, it was, no. no. It was, it was no, some... Giggleberry. Giggleberry. Fair. Giggleberry. 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 We're going to Giggleberry Fun. Very fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they got the guns. You can shoot with the little yeah. uh, like like softballs. Yeah, exactly. And each one of these nerfs is a little bit of my heart. <laughs> At Giggleberry Land. So, uh, no, they said if uh, things aren't that safe, we will uh, shoot it the same way where everybody's safe, they're tested, or quarantined. And Look then, at those animatronic animals singing, and, and the pizza's pretty good here, too. And then we'll go in the money booth. And then you can uh, you can have kissing and arguing and everything and else. Pudding. And what? And pudding. And pudding. <laughs> pudding pizza. <laughs> I think they make that. They, they do. Make, they make at that. Arnold's. At Arnold's. You're yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> cool card place. And let me tell you, it's good. <laughs> uh, pudding pizza. <laughs> kissing and arguing and pudding pizza. Let's see how let's see how quickly they fall in love when those are the dates, mm-hmm. like the dates the rest of us go on. Yep. Uh, the internet can't seem to give up this iconic meme. On Wednesday, singer Rick Astley casually posted uh, on a resurfaced early career photo for fans to enjoy on Reddit. He said, "I found a few funny memories during lockdown. This is from my first tour in 1989, backstage in Vegas." He wrote, "But one clever." Commenter turned the harmless post into a chance to prank the artist. He said, "I th- this person posted, I think I might cry. It's actually you. I met you at a backstage event when I was 12. Seriously, a big fan. I've seen you in concert five times. And the prankster included a hyperlink in their comment, which directly went to the music video for Never Gonna Give You Up, and Rick fell for it. He Rick rolled. And he got rolled. Yeah. Uh, Astley simply left a clapping emoji applauding the fan for getting him on that. So one. last week, a, a piece of audio came up of him singing a Foo, a Foo Fighters cover. Uh, oh, I don't yeah. know if we had that, if you yeah. wanted to hear that here quickly. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, guys. Sometimes you just have to find a song that's going to uh, lift your spirits and put you in another place. And uh, I've been doing that a lot re- recently with music. And uh, one of the bands I always go to, believe it or not, is Foo Fighters. So uh, here we go. Fighters. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. It's my version of a song of theirs called Everlong. It's not bad. A little less chorus on his voice, I think, would be good. But, right. yeah, he's he's got a strong vocal, you know, presence. He always has. The chorus thing has always been a part of him, is his act, though, right? He's, like, never going to give know. you up. He's got the chorus on that as well, doesn't he? I'm not sure. Uh, so, anyhow, he got he got rolled. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel is taking a break from Jimmy Kimmel Live. He announced this last week in the third that uh, the Thursday episode would be uh, the last new show for the summer. That is a long break. Yeah, he said he's taking off summer to hang with his family. He said, I've been doing this job for almost 18 years. I've done 3,130 shows, and there's nothing wrong. My family is healthy. I'm healthy. I just need a couple of months off. I wonder if they can start. So they're starting to, uh, you know, go back to getting people back into studios. They're trying to figure out how to do that. Um, And I assume that the late night shows can start to do some audience as they start to space out and do that you know, reemergence back into regular scheduling. 
I wonder if uh, who will be the first to actually have an audience back in their show, the late night guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, probably depends on this, the uh, their location too. Yeah, you know, where, yeah. where they film. Uh, I was hanging out with my my girlfriend's ninety year old grandmother this weekend, and uh, unfortunately, she's mostly deaf. But she never misses an episode of Jimmy Kimmel. She is absolutely in love with Jimmy Kimmel, and they share a birthday. And her one birthday wish is to have Jimmy Kimmel wish her a happy birthday. And Has was, she tried to uh, well, reach out? I, we know some people who know Jimmy, and so yeah. I'm going to try through, like, maybe Todd Glass or something like that. But she, it, it was so adorable. I had no idea about this, this about her. Does he do cameos? Uh, that's uh, a good question. That might be worth bucking up if he does. Yeah, for sure. The top of the tops don't do cameo. Really? Yeah, because okay. I, I was I looking at it. doing it. Well, yeah. no, well, no okay. he's right. Not like like Jeremy Piven, for example. You talked about Cameo does now this extended thing where you get ten minute conversation with him. Yeah. Jeremy Piven was up for fifteen grand <clears throat> for a ten minute thing. Right. I I got Kevin Sorbo. My wife has always loved Kevin Sorbo, so I got like a a, a couple of um, two minute thing from for her on Cameo. Yeah. Uh, and it's um uh, but I haven't seen anybody of that tier. Yeah. I was looking into cameos for my daughter's birthday today, and uh, you know some of her favorite shows on. Like Disney Channel, anybody I'm sorry, available? Like, no, like Dove Camera's not going to do it. Like no, she's no, she's no. too big, so I got to yeah. get like the third player from like Camp Tiki Waka, you know? <laughs> yeah, and that's not going to do. Yeah, I was looking for Debbie Ryan because she likes Hey Jesse, and yeah, uh, she doesn't do him. No, okay. All right. Well, anyhow, maybe someday, Jimmy. And uh, your girlfriend's grandmother. I think yeah. Todd Glass can probably well, broker yeah, that. And, and, it's, and it's a cute story. It's a 90-year-old who's a big fan of Jimmy Kimmel. It's not until November 13th or something like that. So we All have right, some we time. Got time. Yeah. Okay. One last thing. Film Constellation has uh, boarded sales for a featured documentary uh, from Christopher Nealis. It's called Girls Can't Surf. And I bring this up. I personally, I love surfing documentaries. They're oh, so excellent. They're, oh, so do I. They're, they're just the best. Um, set in the 1980s in the world of pro surfing, it follows the story of female surfers like Jody Cooper, Frida Zamba, uh, Pauline Mensgar, Lisa Anderson, and Pam Burridge, uh, who took on the macho culture in a bid for equality. So it was kind of groundbreaking at right. the time. Um, so according to a statement, it says, uh, now a billion-dollar global sport that is spread to all shores of the world. It is time to shine a light on the unique prowess and challenges these extraordinary women overcame and still face today. We're excited to be a part of this story's journey, working Dream. with such energetic talent on such an affecting, relevant, and necessary conversation about equality within the sporting world. Press, there are a few documentaries that are available now on Netflix that are awesome. If you like surfing documentaries, these are like the giant, well, you know, one like called, off right? the coast of like Portugal. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. Riding yeah, yeah, Giants. Yeah. Have you uh, seen that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's but been they, around for a while. This is like newer. And then there's another one that I just watched on... Uh, Amazon Prime, where these guys not only do surfing, but they're also they're, they're wingsuit guys, as well as like a, these guys that get dropped off on these mountaintops in snowboard like, and, and snowboard that, and ski. Yeah. yeah, the wingsuit videos I could watch all day long. They're yeah. they're insane. So the but they're first, amazing. The first one they do is you know the the uh, snowboarder skier, and then they go into wingsuit, and then they go into surfing, but. What's that uh, one about the Giants in uh, in Portugal? I saw the trailer for it last night, but I don't remember what it's called. It's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. What is this one, Nick? Momentum Generation. That's not. That's another one. That's, that's not a, it. No, that was also on HBO f- uh, a few years ago. But, um, yeah, Casey, I saw that trailer last night. And those waves, they they talk about how the fact that they always thought the biggest waves were going to be in the Pacific. And no. those waves crashing on the cliffs yeah. in Portugal. They, they're like skyscrapers. Yeah. Wow. And people are surfing them. Can you... By the way, if you've ever been up on a on a just even body surfing on a on a large wave or a crashing wave, can you imagine 
no. being on something that literally the size of a moving skyscraper. Mm-hmm. Forget mm-hmm. it. No way. And now it's, it's changed so much with the toe-in surfing. It used to be able to, you know, they could look at stuff yeah. like that and just, no, that's impossible. You can't get out there. You can't right. be in mm-hmm. that. And now they can ride these monstrosities. The biggest surf in the world. You can, yeah. they can get out and try and ride it. It's insane. Um, all right. Uh, we're going to roll clips. After her drink is spiked, a woman tries to puzzle pieces together from the night before in I May Destroy You. Here, creator and star Michaela Cole shares a message to viewers who have a similar tragic experience. It's going to be dark sometimes and sometimes it's going to be light, but you'll come out at the end. Arabella, Kwame, Terry, I'm mapping how they find their way out. So maybe that will inspire something in your own life, perhaps. Yeah! Uh, a new episode of I May Destroy You premieres tonight at 9. That's on HBO. Here's the next clip. Politician is a coming-of-age series about a uh, student who aspires to eventually become president of the United States. In this clip, star Ben Platt compares his high school experiences to what is depicted on the show. I went to a super intense prep school in in Los Angeles that's called Harvard Westlake that's like super uh, academic and very competitive so there was like seeds of the experience were similar and a lot of the ambition is similar except for me it was a lot more in like sports and in like the arts because it was a a lot of children of Hollywood go there like a lot of entertainment families so like everyone takes the the, the shows and the group the, like improv groups and the scene stu- like studies and all that very seriously I don't give a f- I like that guy yeah, uh, he's a good actor. Uh, the politician is streaming now on Netflix. And there you go. That's what I got in entertainment for you. That's a good way to start a Monday. Bunch of stuff there. All right, we will take a break. Don't forget, today is Free Music Monday. So in music news later on this morning, we're going to have a chance to get a digital download of the self-made man new album from Larkin Poe. So that's coming up as well as some other stuff. So stay with us. up with Preston and Steve, spend your work day with Pierre and Jackson, your evenings with Jackie and Brent, and weekends annoying the neighbors by cranking us up to 11. But why stop there? Anybody know what she's talking about? Get your hands on some awesome merch at MMR's Rock Shop now. Clothes, hats, mugs, clocks, puzzles, baby and kid stuff, even a Pierre bobblehead, and more. They make great gifts, too. So get shopping at WMMR.com now. All the merch that rocks. Over the weekend, some video surfaced, some pretty shocking video of uh, Dallas Goddard from the Eagles uh, getting sucker punched and knocked out cold. Uh, it happened in South Dakota, which is where he's from. He's at a bar. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. And it's a scuffle of some type. And you can see the video. Somebody comes out of nowhere, and he's not even looking in that direction. Bang. Mm. And he goes down. Bell rung out cold and, and just lays there cold. And the yeah. guy's a big guy, but it doesn't matter. If you're not prepared for it and you get a full force punch from mm-hmm. someone, uh, you're going to go down. Even if you are prepared for it and they get you in that spot. The Ooh. button. The button, as they, they call, call it. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't realize it was 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, there's do, like we, a... do we know everything surrounding this? Because I'm, I'm trying to... I got the whole story yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah, I would we love to hear. We don't know much. So, um, police were called to the scene around 1 a.m. on Saturday after receiving reports of people who were, quote, busting glasses and have busted heads. Um, and then Goddard declined to give a statement as of early Sunday evening. The Brown County Sheriff's Office said on Sunday that it did not have uh, 
pub- they did not have publicly available information about a suspect taken into custody. I was wondering if anything. That's it. Yeah. If, okay. And that's what I thought. The you know the last time I looked, that's all the information was available. So it was a bar brawl. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, and it's not the only thing going on in that video. There are people scuffling. Yeah. And then there's a then he gets cold cocked and boom, he's out cold. So when you start, you know, when you when you have people that are pushing and shoving and all that stuff. It can happen, or, or you know, somebody could be a real dick and come over and punch somebody in the face just to really take it to the next level. And you see in fights like this, they're peripheral mm-hmm. people who are waiting for their moment to just come in yeah. and sucker punch someone. Yeah. I was wondering if any of this was predicated on his status as an NFL player or an Eagle, or if that ever came up, or if anybody even knew that was well, who he was. I mean, listen, sometimes you have a target on you just because of who you are, right? right. You know, like Belarus one time got peed on at a bar. Right. Not because he was doing anything wrong. He's just the weather guy, and somebody, somebody, you know, got dared to to, to pee on his leg. Yep, and they um, said, "Looks like rain, John." Yeah, uh, <laughs> peed on his leg. It's terrible. It's only terrible. John. But, no, only John. Uh, yeah, but uh, he'd probably um, take that over a sucker punch. Yeah. I know. Honestly, yeah. I would. So I, you know, I so I don't know any of the details surrounding any of this stuff. I just hate seeing it, though. I can't stand it. I can't stand seeing it, and then I can't stand seeing the comments that glorify it. You Why know, would you read the comments? You know, the, people are yeah, lunatics. Yeah. Well, I just want to. Well, so sometimes Steve, I read the comments so I can actually get context, right? Yeah. So oh, okay, um, you know, right. like so I when I that. when I read Adam Schefter, you know, um, writing about it, and he's you know an NFL expert, um, I'm I'm hoping. To maybe read, like, oh, here's what happened. Right. You know, okay. he was pushing this guy away because that guy was, like, being abusive to his girlfriend. Or, uh, who knows? And then, but, you know, what I end up seeing are, are people that glorify, you know, this type of behavior. And well, I can't, the bottom line is somebody can get killed here. And they have. Oh, yeah. And they have. And you've, we've had stories, Preston, you've had tons of stories in the bizarre file of just a simple, you know, just, oh. okay, boom. And somebody goes down and their head hits the, the sidewalk or something. Happened and they at are Citizen ba- Citizens Bank Park a few years yes. ago. You remember the guy yeah. was killed from a punch. You know, fell, hit the ground, boom. Uh, it, can, it can happen. You know, that, that's why brawling, fighting, stuff like that. You know, some people uh, pawn it off as, as horseplay and so on. But it, you can you can die in an instant uh, you without been realizing. No, no, never. I've never been cold cocked. No, you guys ever had a one no. where you didn't? I have. You Thank were looking God. the other way. I didn't go down. Um, no, but I mean, you did, you were looking the other way, and yes. somebody hit you. Uh huh. Yeah, wow. yeah, absolutely. Um, yes. In fact, a guy attacked me. This is the same guy who attacked me with a straight razor. Okay. Yeah, but oh, I was <laughs> what a box a box cutter. I should yeah. say. Uh, it was it was in the hallway behind Beetle and Bookseller in the Bayshore Mall, and uh, he came out and he he punched me with one hand as I was picking something up. And then swung at me, and it was clear he was on something. I remember I told you guys. Oh, man. He had sort of a history of this. I said, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you. I'm going <laughs> to hit you if you keep coming at me. Yeah. And he had the, the, the box cutter, and then he swung the box cutter, and I punched him in the face, and he went down. Was he trying to rob you? Nick, he he freaked out. And I, and I remember my feeling after that. I felt so bad because I, I picked him up. I cleaned him up. <laughs> And I and I called. I knew his dad had been dealing with okay. this issue. This is he was. Did he not, work there? He did. Okay. And uh-huh. he was not. And he was not in in his right mind. And he just flipped that day. It could have ended a lot worse had he have led with the box cutter. Yeah. But um. Yeah. So. But it's. It's it's just everything you remember. It's it, like this. Watching this video, it should make you sick to your stomach. I've never I've never been sucker punched. I have had my bell rung before though. Yeah. And that's while training. Oof. Um. 
a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Never fully knocked out. But uh, but no, the, the times that I got knocked out were like playing football as a kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. Helmet to helmet contact. I mean, out. Mm. I got a baseball bat. <gasps> you know how you're supposed to. You know where you swing your bat in practice <laughs> on deck when you're yeah, waiting? Yeah, yeah. Well, this particular player thought it'd be good to do it about 10 yards away from that. Bank right into my head. Was, oh, whoa, like, yeah. Boom. That happened a couple of years ago in my uh, son's just league. Bang, just by. Bang, <laughs> it happened what? A couple of years ago in my son's league, like uh, right by the batting cage, this kid was just doing practice, practice wings, uh, and another kid walked up behind him, and he got hit. And, I mean, just boom. Case. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, stitches, blood flying everywhere. I didn't yeah. have that, yeah. but I had, a, like, a melon on my head for, yeah. like, for a couple days. The way it rose up, I thought, okay, I better I better write a will because I'm not going to survive this. It was so scary because I just heard a kid screaming, right? And, like, when you hear kids screaming, it's, like, horseplay. Like, yeah. yeah like, I just I, from my, you know, son's class, I hear kids scream for no at the top of their lungs. Oh my god! For no reason ah! whatsoever, like yeah. bloody murder. Yeah, ah! my my kids went to that, that screaming phase. It uh-huh. drove Rochelle insane. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, we and think I, you're dying down there, and then and, after a while, you become numb to it, and that's what it was. And yeah. then all of a sudden, you hear. Somebody call nine one one, and, yeah. you, and so then you're okay. Well, this is serious now. This isn't just kids like horsing around. Uh, the other time I got my bell rung was uh, on a motorcycle accident that I had, dirt bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, was uh, was going up this ramp and and was you know doing a jump and instead of going up and then landing on my <laughs> my tires, I continued rotating <laughs> backwards. All the way backwards, and I fell off, and then I don't remember anything. That was impressive, wasn't it, ladies and gentlemen? I I was trying to do it. Essentially, I did a backflip. Right. And uh, oops. So So I had a a concussion from that. That sucked. With a concussion, at least, of the two, like you could have, you know, like a nut injury or a concussion. And Mm. obviously, a concussion has far more... Uh, ramifications over the long term. Yeah, and long-lasting effects. When it's happening, I think you probably end up... When it's like if you were to come down and you're nuts, you're going to feel immediate pain. You know, not that you want to make a decision, but but they're they're both they're both horrific. When you get a concussion and when you hit your head, when you hit your head, did you immediately feel pain? You just, you kind of black out, right? I was out cold, yeah. but but after that, uh, severe headache, okay, uh, nausea, puking all over the place. It it had a it had a lingering. Crappy How effect. Long? How long? Oh, the rest of that day. Okay, and yeah. they they tell you not to go, not to go let to him sleep. sleep right. Yeah, from what yeah. I understand. Yeah. So when Goddard went down, uh, it looked like in the video he was out cold for a while, and yeah. I never and I never saw him get up. Right? Did, did at the and the video kind of cuts off. They, I mean, they took him to the hospital. That's how bad it was. And, right. I never saw at the end of the video him getting up either. He, I don't know how long he was down for. Me neither. It, it looked like he was dead. Well, I mean, you know what? The, the way that he got knocked out and the it way does. that he was on the floor, Dallas Goddard looked like uh, he was just completely out of it. So it's a twofold thing. It's the, the initial punch, the, the being cold cocked, but really they're the ramifications of your head bouncing off the floor. Would you he say did... that there were two hits, Steve? Two hits. Yeah. 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 Me hitting you, you, uh-huh. you hitting the ground. You hitting the floor. Uh, but it didn't, him going down to the ground it wasn't a straight back one kind of like back to the, to the left <laughs> i listen he definitely hit his head on the way down but it did I, it didn't look like it was uh as bad as it maybe could have been it's wild when when somebody you see somebody receive the knockout blow <sighs> because your system shuts yeah off mm-hmm. i mean it's not like a stumbling down to the ground it's bang out and yep. what what is so medically i assume it's the twisting of the head 
I think so. Uh, we, we were asking Marissa to find this clip that she's going to send over from a Million Dollar Baby where um, uh, Morgan Freeman's character kind of explains it. But I, I don't know how uh, spot on that is. But yeah, we'll and I don't know medically the, the, the reason why it happens. But I, I watched a boxing match uh, a few years back where the dude was stuck in the corner. And he was, Steve, he was out cold. And the corner basically was holding him up. And he, after being knocked out cold... Probably got hit like five more times in the face because did and, the corner and, pick him up and like move his arms? <laughs> yeah, he was like he was like a, he's we, out. He's like we well, get listen, a Bernie's. Yeah, if you're a fighter uh-huh. and and you're trained to go until the ref says stop, yeah. you know. But you can kill somebody doing that. But boxers have absolutely died. You know, it oh, happens. There's that shot, and I forget what fight it was, Preston. Um, it, it, it's just a clean legal shot. Knockout punch, and the guy died. Died within seconds. Harsh, man. Uh, Let me see here. We're going to go next to... I'm going to go to some calls here. I have uh, John who's on the line. Hey, John, good morning. Hi. Hey, what's up, John? Listen, my little brother Richard's fine. My little brother Richard was around 30. He was coming out of a beverage package supply. You know, getting. he wasn't getting drinks. He was getting a soda to just get himself ready to drive. They suckered him and took his wallet. He's fine. But I just started crying thinking about this is the kind of guy, my little brother Richard, and he's not a little guy. He would have done anything for them people. who They took his wallet, you know? And they just they had to punch him right in the face. Mm. Now they got him just hit. He was, I, I was just thought about it, and then I went to tears. Obviously, this is a subject that gets a little more... Uh, emotional just by the fact that I can't be sitting right next to him now recollecting other happy memories. Mm. Why? When you brought that up, I just was listening like I always listen, as you do a wonderful job of making this entertaining, uh, thoughtful things you bring up. But, yes, he's fine now, but he's had other issues over the years. And this is the kind of guy, he wanted to be a doctor when he was a little boy, didn't do that. But So, so John, the the injury that was incurred, you think, from the sucker punch has affected him throughout his life and has kept him from doing certain things i think what matters to me to tell you by the way preston uh, steve rather is this yes there's probably things that included that uh type of scenario you described no it's not his personal physical well-being now it's what they did this is the type of person they did it to the hurt they did to him was so unnecessary right they had asked my brother richard hey i I need a hundred dollars i got you yeah I understand. He's a very giving guy, yeah, yeah. Um, and that sucked that that happened to him. Did anybody ever get arrested for that? I'm sure somebody did some stuff like that. I, no, I, I'm not going to have to help, help you, be able to help you. But thank you for asking how well he is now and how well you've done. Just bringing that memory into perspective for me right now. All, All right, right, John. Thanks a lot, man. One. I appreciate it. Take care. All right, so here's that clip from uh, The Million Dollar Baby. From the movie where he explains what physically happens when you get knocked out. The body knows what fighters don't. How to protect itself. A neck can only twist so far. Twist it just a hair more. And the body says, hey, I'll take it from here. Because you obviously don't know what you're doing. Beautiful. Yeah. Sugar Ray would do that. Because that's sugar. Lie down now. Rest. And we'll talk about this when you regain your senses. <laughs> it's called the knockout mechanism. Knockout. I'm sorry, were you, were you talking to me all this time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't paying. Were you talking to me all this time? Uh, let me see here. I'm going to go to Jason. Hey, Jason, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, what's up, Ben? 
Well, I uh, train in Krav Maga in Cherry Hill, the same place that uh, good old Rick Williams does. And uh, we were sparring once, and that man, his his box, he's got a boxing background, and yeah. he came out while we were sparring, and he just he lost a little control, and <laughs> he hit me with a right hook on the button. I remember like leaning backwards, Matrix style, looking at the at the light in the ceiling, and <laughs> oh luckily God. I shook it off before I went down. And all I heard was come out of Rick's mouth through his uh, mouth guard was, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the mouthpiece in. He hits like a septa bus. I've, yeah. I've sparred with uh, with Rick a few times. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, he is, he's, he's got a, some weight behind he's him. He's a hitter. No, <laughs> most definitely. Thanks. <laughs> he's also got a really deep voice. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Would you take a little comfort in that? Is uh, Rick no. Williams? No. Okay. <laughs> what if you woke up and he was spooning? Rick is so caring, he'd be spooning you. He is. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Uh, let me go to Lou. Hey, Lou. Who's Lou? Of course. <laughs> is this Lou? Yeah, it's Lou. Who's Lou? What's <laughs> up, Lou? How you doing, Preston? Good, buddy. What's your story, man? All right, listen. One day I was working. I was down in Ocala, uh, Florida, and it was a place called O'Malley's in the Alley. And they had a boxing ring right in the middle of the place. And, and anybody can sign up and they'll put you up at your weight class. Oh, my God. Well, let me tell you, I was about buck 80. They put me up, and I was 40 years old. They put me up against this guy, buck 75, had an inch of fat on him. And I'm looking, I'm like, all right, by, by the time we got in the ring, it was midnight. And I had a couple of beers. So I used to box as a kid, so no problem. First round comes, no big deal. Second round, he, my headgear gets moved. So I go to move it while he sees that opening. I woke up on the <laughs> so, so I went back into high school. My brain went like right back into high school. Yeah, so That's so you so know. your your headgear gets twisted. You it's covering up right. your eyes. You can't see anything. You gotta move it. <laughs> Bang! I go down. Oh. Here's the funny part. I go home and go of course I don't say nothing to my wife. Yeah. So I'm I'm getting out of the shower and she starts yelling. I said, "What?" She goes, "You got a bruise the size of a melon on your back from hitting the from hitting the mat." What the hell did you do? I'm sorry. And I said, I told her the story. She said, "You're nuts." She goes, "I." She yelled at me, "You're stupid. You're forty. You could have got killed." <laughs> Nah, it was all in all in fun. And Lou, what is this bar that has a boxing ring in the middle of it where the drinkers can get signed up for a round or two? It's called, it's called o- O'Malley's in the Alley in Ocala. Well, let me, let me ask you. I, so I assume they had to be using, were they using regulation gloves? They had to be oversized oh, yeah. gloves. They were? Not oversized. Well, we had regular, regular uh, 16 ounce gloves. All right. And you had to wear headgear and you had to sign the thing. The guy came up to me. I signed the thing. The guy came up to me and gave me a trophy. He says, you know something? You're 40 years old. These are kids. He goes, these guys do it every week. He said, here. Oh. Any 40-year-old getting a ring with me. <laughs> yeah, they're just waiting for some 40-year-old guy to come in just so they can knock you Pick out. Pick him off, yeah. By the wow. way, Lou, I've been, I've been riding my bike past your house down the shore like every weekend, and I keep yelling, who's Lou? And you're never there. Yeah. One thirty. I was there this weekend painting. <laughs> You're right across the street from Maui's, right? Yes, yes. 
Okay. All right. Well, you gave your address right around Do Memorial Day. Do us a favor. Day. Next weekend, stay out on your front lawn all the time and wait for Casey to come by. Yeah, Casey, 131 West 8th. All right. All right, Lou. Good to talk. I love Lou. I love Lou. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to talk to his wife and hear some stories that she has. Right, God, yeah. oh, this one time. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine being at a bar no. and and just they've got a boxing ring and just at any point in time you can sign up to fight somebody? It used to be actually fairly common, yeah. but you would have oversized, yeah. like full bed <laughs> pillow gloves, and it was sort of like you know. Oh, like foxy boxing, that yeah, stuff? Yeah, that was the stuff. Yeah. I don't ever remember, like, legit boxing equipment, boxing mm-hmm. matches in a bar. Nick, you're looking it up on the internet. Is it, uh, does it still exist? Yeah, O'Malley's in the Alley is in Ocala, Florida. It's still there. Uh, I don't know if they still have the boxing ring, but okay. they have a stage and uh, oysters, <laughs> and it looks like a fun place. Wow, we're looking at uh, photos of it. I, yeah, I don't see a boxing ring. I can't see how <laughs> legally you would be able to. Pull that off still to this day. Do you remember that movie uh, with Charles Bronson? It was actually, it used to be a thing. It used to be bare knuckle fighting. The movie Hard Times? I've heard of it. I don't remember it. So around the Depression, you know, they would do, you would fight in alleyways and they'd bet on it. Bare knuckle boxing. Mm, We never did that, but in college we used to play goal line stance all the time. Like in a dorm room, you would set up a goal line and you would basically have three on three and play football. I mean, in in a space basically, Steve... From you to me, and that was it. Right. We almost, uh, we had to basically catch my friend as he was falling out the window <laughs> and from the third floor. So what, you just had to get the ball past him? That's all you had to do. Okay. <laughs> well, it just, it just promotes a brawl. That's what it's about. Uh, let's see here. It says here, O'Malley's Alley. When was this? 2005. 2005. O'Malley's Alley is going to remain open. The Ocala City Council decided uh, sweeping changes laid out by the council. Those changes include... Knocking out the bar's popular oh, fight night. Man. Okay, that was in 2005. Wow. Yeah. Okay. The return of dwarf tossing, right? Wow. Oh, my God. Remember that? I do. That was one they had to get rid of. The date on that was the same day as our, our last show at Y100. Two tragedies on the same day. <laughs> same day. God, the stupid stuff done at some bars. It's classic. <laughs> uh, let me see here. I'm going to go to, uh, we were talking about people getting cold cocked because uh, Dallas Goddard from the Eagles, there's video of him. Uh, getting knocked out. I yeah. mean, uh, somebody comes out of nowhere, sucker punches him. He didn't see it coming, and then he just hits the ground. He is out cold, which is pretty scary when you see it. I'm going to go to an anonymous caller. Hi, you are on the air. Good morning, anonymous. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. What's up? First time, long time. Love you guys. Thanks, Aww. man. Hey, so this was about 10 years ago. I was going to school up in East Stroudsburg, right? And I had my uh, buddies up for the weekend, some family up. And, you know, we went out for the night, like you always do when you're in college. Go out drinking, come back. And, and there's a Wawa at East Stroudsburg uh, campus right across the street. If you've been to East Stroudsburg, you've gone there. You've gone there for munchies at the end of the night. And so I got my food, and I come outside to my buddy who is already out, out front of the Wawa. And there, he's, he's standing across from two guys who are, who are trash talking to him, and they're trying to get food from him. So I intervene. I step in the middle, and... Um, I get in the one guy's face. He's a chubbier guy, and I'm calling him, you know, little fat, this and that, right, right. whatever. <laughs> and, and his buddy's in the background lingering, and he comes out of nowhere and cold cocks me. Just like what happened to Dallas Goddard happened to me. Okay. Put it in front, just put it in front of a Wawa, and that is exactly what happened to me. So how hard, how hard did you but, go down? 
I went down hard. So my head smacked against the cement. <sighs> um, I, so I don't remember anything after that. So uh, according to my girlfriend, she's a little ex-girlfriend, she was there freaking out. Um, so I woke up in the hospital, actually. And for the next week, I was actually bleeding out of my ears in the hospital. Oh, my God. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. And there was a clear fluid coming out. It was oh, no. Hey, did the ambulance come to get you, or did she take you yeah, to the hospital? So the, yeah, so the ambulance scooped me up. And, yeah, so actually, by the way, so my brother is on the side of the Wawa puking his brains out at this time. <laughs> and, and he comes out, and he sees me on the ground. And this is according to everybody else that was with Hang us. on. Before you continue, why was he puking? Uh, we were all drinking. He was okay, drinking. he was just drank too oh, much. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was the end of the night. Uh, not related. Yeah, so he sees me on the ground, and he says, what the F happened to my brother? And my brother is actually a pretty big guy, and he can he can throw down. Yeah. And the kids and the kid took off. And my brother supposedly chased him down and, and beat the heck out of him. Um, but the guy who cold cocked me, so I'm only like 5'8". He's like six foot one, like, I don't know, 200 pounds So. He, he definitely got the best of me. That it's time. a bitch move. I mean, it's an absolute bitch move. Did you ever catch the guy who who knocked you out? So, you know what, Casey? I don't think so. Like, there was a couple times in the couple months after that where I was at the East Augsburg Cafe, and, like, I would think I saw him, but I was so drunk that night. Mm. I, I, don't, I don't even remember. And Kathy, Pensbury alum, baby. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Falcons. And, and I graduated from Temple. Your brother lived around the block from me at 7th and North. Oh, okay. We lived in the straight-up hood. <laughs> Did you ever um, see the footage? Did, I mean, was there a security footage? You know what, Casey? I, I always wondered the same thing. If anybody at that Wawa got the footage, I would I would love to see How long ago was this? How long ago but, was uh, it? Matt, you, you know what? I was so embarrassed that I, I didn't even go back to ask for it. When was this? How, how many years ago? So I graduated from Pensbury in 2008 uh, with with actually Christopher, uh, Kathy's brother. Yep. Yeah, my, my my guess is uh, that uh, they don't they don't retain security footage that from that ten or twelve years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, man. Well, that that's a, that's a hell wow. of a story. I'm glad you're obviously okay on the other side. But that I mean, you could have died that night. Yeah, dude, yeah. It was. I still when I lay on the right side of my head, I still feel oh, man. like it, it, oh. it feels weird. Remember yeah, that. All right, thanks, yeah. man. If you're thinking of cold yeah. cocking yeah, somebody exactly. or you get you get beer muscles, you remember, remember you could kill someone. Do you remember for a while the knockout game that was going oh, on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was insane. Stupid. People just going videotaping them walking up and cold cocking somebody and catching on video. Yep. Hey, it's yeah. a game. It's a knockout it's game. It's funny. It's dumb. Ridiculous. All right, well, anyhow, listen. An NFL player can go down from that. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely, uh, you know, I mean, he's he's a large guy, and obviously, you know, he he makes contact for a living regularly, but you get hit in the right spot, boom, you are out cold. That is messed up. All right. Well, anyhow, the word is is that he's okay. Yeah, thanks, But buddy. I haven't heard any statements or anything as of yet. We'll see. But it's, okay. it's from Scary Video. Yeah. All right, we need to take a break. We have some uh, bizarre file stories that are coming up in just a moment. We will share them when we return. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, let's do this Bizarre File thing. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Okay, uh, we're going to begin with this. Two 26-year-old friends were hanging out. They were playing video games at home in Palm Harbor. 
Florida when one shot the other while showing him what he thought was an unloaded gun. That's why you've got to be careful. Sean Cook went to hang out at Shea Harkin's house Thursday evening. Deputy said Harkins went to retrieve a Colt M4 rifle that he had been customizing prior to Cook's arrival. Harkins reportedly told detectives he returned to his bedroom and pointed the rifle at Cook as a joke, when, which is when Cook responded, what are you going to do, shoot me? Deputy said Harkins admitted to pulling the trigger on what he thought was an unloaded weapon. The gun had a bullet in the chamber, and it struck Cook in the chest. He was transported to the hospital and was pronounced dead. So that's why if you adhere to that one rule, never point a gun at someone. Yeah, and also unless you're using it obviously in a defensive capacity. And also the gun is always loaded. Yeah. So she'd always always assume. Harkins has been charged with one count of manslaughter. Uh, he was transported to the county jail without incident. Uh we have audio of this story, uh case. Have this ready. TikTok yeah. users film the moment. They say they unexpectedly discovered human remains inside a suitcase that was dumped on a waterfront in Washington State. Seattle police announced the discovery of two items of luggage that contained a dead body on Friday night. The young people who say <clears throat> that they found the first bag and alerted authorities posted video footage from the shocking encounter. It was captioned, something traumatic happened that changed my life. This is a TikTok user, uh, Henry, wrote on the video. The social media user used the hashtag crime and murder, said we found this black suitcase. We were joking that maybe the suitcase would have money, but the smell was overwhelming. And in the amateur video uh, the clip, the uh, videographer is heard telling one girl, open it. It stinks, yo. Uh, so I think we have audio of that. So let me, in case you got that queued up. Uh, yep. Okay. All right. Here we go. Yeah, this is it. No, it's not working. All right, let me let me play this one then. Here we go. Guys, we found a, a suitcase at the beach. Guys, we do stuff. Wait, open it. <laughs> open it. <laughs> it stinks, y'all. Oh. Okay, so she's calling the police so we can see if it's actually a dead body or it's just food. <laughs> yeah, they didn't open. There were plastic bags wow. inside. They didn't yeah. open the plastic bags, and sure enough, there it were was, body parts in oh there. My God. And they found two of the suitcases. There was another one in the water, and wow. so they're trying to figure out what's going on. But uh, they said it smelled really bad. Yeah. Um, so they are heard. There we go. They are heard laughing before realizing the uh, black bag stuffed inside the suitcase may contain something sinister. Uh, investigators notice the bags contain human remains prompting them to summon detectives to the area. The remains were scheduled to be taken to the medical examiner's office for further analysis. People in the video only learned that it was human remains after checking the news later on. Wow. Uh, Medical examiners were going to identify the remains and determined a cause of death, and police have not released any information. By the way, the video caption states that they were using what's called a, a Randonautica app. Randonautica? Yeah, this... Sounds slightly interesting to me. It may sound dumb to you guys, but uh, the app encourages people to explore areas around them by using a random number generator to come up with a set of coordinates. Users are told to set an intention before embarking on the trip and then report back later on what, whether they experienced any coincidences. It suggests that the universe is fulfilled the had fulfilled the intention. You've got time for that. I may do that. I love stuff like that. What do they call it? Geomapping? Uh, Geocaching. Geocaching, yeah. Yeah, so, but this is, 
I mean, there's no guarantee that anything's there. Or you might find a suitcase full of dead body parts. Wow. I don't know. Wow. A suspected COVID-19 patient in India allegedly died after his family members unplugged the ventilator, which was giving him breath to support, breathing support, to switch on an air cooler. The incident occurred on Monday, by the way. So it wasn't like they did it on purpose. Uh, no, they did it by accident. The patient who passed away was a 40-year-old man who came to the hospital with breathing difficulties and was suspected to have COVID-19. Uh, the patient's family members came to visit him and brought along their own air cooler. Well, it's much nicer now, right? Without informing the hospital. And the hospital had not installed an air conditioner in the isolation ward to prevent the spread of the uh, novel coronavirus. Uh, but the ventilator given to the patient had a backup battery. The family didn't inform the hospital staff that they were unplugging it. The battery discharged eventually. So I guess they unplugged it and saw that it was still running. Oh, okay. So, but honestly, would you ever unplug anything in a hospital? Nothing. Ever. Come on. Uh, the patient's condition. I was just trying to run my hot plate. Turned critical on the same day after which he passed away. Uh, the doctor on duty filed a complaint saying the patient's relatives had misbehaved. These things are noisy. Unplug a few of them. <laughs> and had been What's that negligent. Noise? That beep, beep, beep. And uh, then we have another story that's uh, COVID-19 related. A bottle of hand sanitizer left on COVID-19. a left on a car's dashboard caused caused the vehicle to catch on fire. You hear about this? Yeah. It's alcohol and that stuff. Uh, Thursday, and this happened in suburban Waukegan. Uh, fire officials stated that sunlight shining through the windshield onto the sanitizer was enough to cause the fire to ignite. Uh, the owner had been refilling the bottle with eighty percent alcohol sanitizer that was supplied by her employer. Uh, the owner was able to spray a small amount of water through a small hole in the windshield and extinguish the fire. <laughs> fire department said other similar incidents have happened across the country, and with the summer heat, they strongly recommend hand sanitizer isn't kept in vehicles. I need to get mine out of my car. Save the sanitizer and then my baby. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Let's take another break and come back in just a moment or two. We shall return shortly. Stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket, and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Steven Singer Jewelers is now offering financing online with interest-free options available for a limited time. Get pre-qualified in seconds. Learn more at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I want to pass along this email that I got. It's from a guy named uh, Kyle, and it uh, concerns the uh, American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Yes. And uh, Team WNMR said, hey, guys, been listening since the uh, Y100 days. He goes on to tell us all this great stuff. In fact, he was in our a contest we did one time where um, you had to be a roadie to win tickets to the festival, and we made him divide the M&Ms and wrap yourselves in duct tape and then he says try to pick up a woman i don't remember that part but anyhow he said it ended with the cop showing up and me not winning 
So whatever it was, sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, but he says, "Hey, the bikeathon has gone virtual, as you guys know. This was going to be my first bikeathon race. Anything organized on wheels? I've only done runs." And I was kind of bummed to hear that uh, the virtual uh, this go virtual as biking across my home state sounded awesome, and I've been training hard for it, so it's been kind of a big letdown. This ride meant a lot to me, as my wife has survived almost uh, hit that five year mark, two different cancers. Uh, my sister has just been diagnosed with ovarian stage four cancer and just started chemo, <clears throat> and finally I myself the other year was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic. Neuro uh, endocrine. I'm not sure how to pronounce this. A tumor, exactly what Steve's jobs had. He says. Okay, all right. Uh, that has metastasized to my liver, not uh, resectable and thus not curable. I'm um, hoping that next year to still be well enough to ride. And the reason I'm emailing you uh, is uh, keep mentioning that the virtual ride is still going. The donations still can't count. Cancer hasn't stopped. I went in for my oncology follow-up and all the sad masked faces of people without their loved ones, no family members because of coronavirus, just broke my heart. Um, you don't have to ask people to donate to me or Team MMR. Just donate to ACS. Of course, if they do donate uh, to me, uh, my wife will post embarrassing pictures of me on social media. So there is incentive to donate to me. Uh, hell, I'll uh, tell you guys, uh, post it or other embarrassing things if I raise it up. I'll let you guys post it. If- all right. Uh, or uh, other embarrassing things if it raises enough. No shame in my game. Uh, This email has turned me into a rambling. Got to get back to work at Cable Town. Rage on. Uh, P.S. Hi to everyone else. Love to all of you. So that is from Kyle. Kyle is a guy who has stage 4 pancreatic cancer. He's asking you to donate. Please do it. And so I did not realize that it had been completely canceled. No, me neither. It's going virtual is what he says. When is the virtual ride going to be then? I don't know any of the details, uh, Casey, so I'm just taking it on faith uh, from him. I didn't do any of the the follow-up to find out about this. You can fulfill your pledge and now through August 9th. Uh, the information's up on the community page of PrestonandSteve.com and WMMR.com. Uh, Marcus obviously does it every year, so you can uh, join Team Marcus uh, and Team WMMR. So all that information is up on the website if you so choose. Okay. So we will uh, uh, make sure that you're aware to aware of that and keep reminding you of that uh, because you were all set to go, man. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, so that that's Marcus's right. I, I do the, oh. uh, the the bend to the shore. That's right. I'm and sorry. Ours, as of right now, has not been canceled. It has been moved back a month, so our, our ride is going to be on august 23rd and uh but but marcus's is the uh you know his his baby is the uh, acs so um so they're at, both up casey yours yeah okay. and and marcus's uh team wmr and team uh, rock and rollers which is casey both up on the community page of presidentsteve.com if you want to get all the information about both of those things and so the virtual events are taking place i did the uh take steps plus virtual walk with the crohn's colitis foundation over the weekend as well so you know we're just doing what we need to do uh, to keep the event alive, and that's what everybody's trying to do right now. If we can't be there in person, we're going to do it in some fashion. And you know what? What's what's amazing is that the generosity of people, regardless of the situation, comes through. So um, exactly. I, we hear it was a great event. Yep. All right. Um, it is time to take a stroll on the grounds of the Just Saying Institute ah. uh, because I have various stories uh, from that establishment. Uh, that need to be passed along to you. It's so. a magnificent establishment. If you ever get a chance to walk around the grounds, the monorail has been dis- uh, decommissioned for a while right? Uh-huh. because of track repairs. But for the most part, it's an incredible <laughs> facility. It's a beautiful. lot of people have likened it to Epcot. This time of year, it's just gorgeous. 
Uh, Boston University scientists built a scanner that can detect someone's biological age by examining the lens of their eye. Now, chronological age is how long you've been alive, while biological age is based on the aging of your actual cells, which can vary due to many life's factors, not just how many years you've actually lived. So if you were to guess at your biological age, what do you guys think? Do you think it would come in younger than you actually are now or older than you actually are now? I think it would be spot on. Yeah? I think, yeah, I, I... Probably feel a little younger than 44, but uh, I'm all right with that. Okay. Definitely younger. Definitely younger. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm thinking younger. I, I, at least I feel I, I've done everything for for a long time to keep healthy, but um, it's not hard to assume I'm younger when I'm a 1,000 years old. Mm. I'd probably be around in the ballpark, I think, of my chronological age. Yeah. I think biologically, I'm probably around 173 years old. <laughs> biologically? Yeah. The lens of the eye contains proteins that accumulate aging-related changes throughout your life, and these proteins <laughs> uh, provide a permanent record of each other's person's, of each person's life history of aging. I would never, you know, this kind of, this is the kind of stuff I'm like, I, I don't need to know that. You know, I don't need... <laughs> Hey, we can tell how long we assume you're going to live. I don't need to know that. No. I'm going to try my best to live as long as I can, and I'll you know I'll play the odds. If there's a way that you can sort of maybe reverse it, tailor things, yeah. and they can help you with that. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But then you see people who are chain smokers who who uh, <laughs> yeah. you know do all the wrong stuff and live to 120. Yeah, a friend of mine's dad's a doctor, and he's always said, L- "Listen, some of it, some of it is yeah. is a crapshoot." Yeah, it really is. You can you can do the most healthy things for your body, and still something physically. Can... He choked to death on a matchbox. Car. Well, I mean, I'm not talking about uh, an yeah. accident. I'm right, talking yeah. about physically something right. goes wrong. You crap get some shoot. sort of cancer. You get some sort of a disease you've never heard yes. of or, or something that's within your body. Far from or disease. there are people that party their asses off, don't take care of themselves, overweight, and they live to be 102. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I hate those people. I know, I know. So They've enjoyed life every second of us. So your best bet, though, <laughs> is to take care of yourself. Right. Uh, Suffer. In, in case you're not one of those people. Eat salad but they no dressing. <laughs> and suffer. I right, like Bubba? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, do you still uh, you still give uh, your husband a hard time about what he eats? Uh, yeah, no. how's, your, how's your grass over there? <laughs> oh, right, yeah, because he yeah. grazes out in the backyard. Uh-huh. No, I mean, <laughs> listen, it's been so long at this yeah. point. I mean, but think of all you saved on mowing, yeah. you know, because he's out there. It's awesome. Uh, so they said that um, they're, they, in a statement, our eye scanner can decode this recording of how a person is aging on the molecular level. It's the first non-invasive method for tracking biological age, and researchers say it's important as knowing biological age can help improve medical care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking for the eye scanner that can re- that can see the last few things you saw, Preston. The last few, like oh, in science yeah, yeah, fiction, yeah. right? Yes, uh-huh. totally. That would be cool. I think Black Mirror has right, a, an episode right. that's like that, and they can scroll through. Now, give me that eye scan. All right, this one's weird. I got this from the Just Saying Institute as well. The Just Saying Institute. Uh, women, listen how weird this is. Women exposed to common chemicals in food packaging, cookware, and industrial foams, meaning, okay, so the cookware, like nonstick pans, yes. experience menopause two years earlier. Than they otherwise would. If you so, use nonstick pans, yes. So nonstick pans will make you start getting the uh, effects Hot of menopause sooner. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So U.S. researchers so, found these items contain high levels of chemicals referred to as PFAS. 
But then you'll also starve to death because you can't get the muffins out of the tin. Uh, which are used as oil and water repellents and coatings for consumer products. Oh. The chemicals have been found to disrupt the endocrine system, the hormone-producing collection of glands that regulate sexual function. Uh, the data. I went through menopause when I was 26. The data shows women with high PFAS, uh levels in their blood samples reach menopause two years earlier than those with lower levels. I'm alarmed by your PFAS level. <laughs> earlier menopause has been linked with increased overall mortality, cardiovascular disease, cardiovascular death, low bone mineral Son density, and bitch. osteoporosis. I mean, it's such a common thing. Yeah. Non-stick stuff. Do you remember I, I read some of these weird things that people attribute to, uh, you know, food and like so on. Like fluoride and toothpaste? Well, I remember years ago hearing someone saying that the reason that women have bigger breasts now is because of the butter. Yes! They you have, remember hearing there that? Were a few, there were a few studies. It would be What it had to do with, I think, was the hormones that are put into, into the cattle growth hormones and the way it affects... Early onset puberty for women and that whole thing. So it's okay. not just butter; it's all dairy. It, 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 yeah, basically. Okay. I remember, Ending up with the butter. I remember butter being singled out, and I remember was it they they blossomed earlier? Or they, they were just blossomed bigger? earlier and got bigger. They were bigger. Mm. Okay. Butter for bigger boobs. So, three Bs <laughs> with um the three B <laughs> triple B butter. Yeah, BFBB <laughs> with the um. Uh, menopause, what's the average age around where it starts? Good question. Well, it used to be, like, they, they used to say in your 50s. Like, yeah. when, when you hit 50, that's when you were going to. But, I mean, I think a lot of people go earlier, and then there are people that can go much later, too. So, menopause is essentially, you stop having a period, you stop producing eggs, right? That's essentially what menopause is. You become the devil for about a year. So you, it turns well, you, you evil for a little while? Um, I mean, listen, in my experience, yes. You don't um, stop producing eggs. You have all the eggs that you are born with, That so you run out of eggs. Okay, well, that's what I mean. You're, yeah, you're yeah. done. Yes. Okay, so uh, menopause can happen in something, oh, in your 40s, 50s, but the average age is 51 huh. in the United States. Okay. All right, now, if you've had a hysterectomy, you can still go through menopause. You know what, Case? I believe that you can. Okay. Or, or, or maybe you go through... phantom menopause. No, but maybe you go through it when you have. Because I have a, a cousin of mine. She's very young, and she had to have one. And I remember when she went through it, and I think they told her either she would go through it like now when when they were prepping her, or right. uh, still at the same time, maybe in the fifties or whatever. But she was still supposedly going to get it or go through it. But the standard um, symptoms or the standard uh, things that you would commonly suffer are the hot flashes, right, and moodiness. All of that stuff? Yeah, oh, yeah like yeah. hot, yeah, oh, the hot flashes are, right. yeah. I have a, a couple of friends that, like, you know, I'm sitting there, I was talking to one of them, and she was like, I, I just can't take this. She's like, look at me, I'm sweating for no reason, I'm just standing here. And yeah. I was like, okay, It's gotta suck. Yeah. Alright, here's a couple of things that are pulled up. Nick uh, found this, it says, uh, if a hysterectomy leaves one or both of your ovaries intact, there's a chance that you'll experience the menopause within five years of having the operation, okay. although your hormone levels decrease after the, they call it the menopause. They also say that you're more likely to um, erupt into spontaneous Charlestons. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that yeah, would be which like, is weird. That'd be like a highlight. Dense, dense. Really <laughs> it says your ovaries continue producing testosterone for up to 20 years. Okay. Interesting. But isn't a hysterectomy, you don't have, you don't, aren't they removed? Aren't they gone? I don't. 
Wow, we are so <laughs> massively <laughs> medically literate. Yeah. Uh, we know the part crashing. about the Charleston. Yeah, yeah. Right. I noticed that my wife doesn't have a penis and there's a hole down there. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. So I'm pretty good on this stuff. So a hysterectomy can uh, mean a variety of things, but it can, uh, and by the way, I had to look this up. Uh, oh, you didn't know this? <laughs> no. Smarty pants. Uh, removal of your uterus, cervix, fallopian tubes, ovaries, and the top portion of your vagina. Right. Okay. So the, and there, there, there are, are medical... Total- I'm sorry, Steve. There Med- are total ones and, and partial ones. Right. And medical reasons for, for early, uh, for, for all of those, uh, all yeah. those different things. Well, we what talked is- about Angelina Jolie earlier, and yeah. she had a uh, preventative partial hysterectomy. She right. also have a, had a double mastectomy for preventative reasons. She did not have ovarian cancer, nor did she have breast cancer. But and I had, understand that. Yeah, she I, had, Absolutely. When you said she had an 87% risk of having yep. it. There's also yeah. one called a radical hystero- uh, hysterectomy. Radical. That's rad, man. And then and a totally tubular one as well. Uh, right. yeah. Fallopian totally tubular. tubular. Fallopian tubular. <laughs> Fallopian tubular. Uh, do you want to talk to a pharmacist? Sure. Okay. <laughs> ask, them if, ask them if they sell Whitman samplers. I'll go to Seth. Hi, Seth. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, when they do a total abdominal hysterectomy, that's when they definitely remove the, uh, the ovaries. Whenever the ovaries are taken out, that's when... Uh, you surgically go through menopause. All right. Surgically go through menopause. Okay. Yep. And that's when the ovaries are officially removed. Okay. Excellent. Yep. You can also, yep. there's also, there's also reasons for getting uh, anti-hormones. Say, for example, you've got a cancer that's hormone positive. You want to stop the hormones. That'll also put you through menopause effectively. Okay. Yeah. Hormones, the introduction of hormones into the body and, and, you know, like for the, while there was androgel and all that stuff, it can throw you, Dr. Mike freaks out when he hears about, you know, hormone replacements and all of this sort of stuff. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. You know. All right. Thank you, Seth. Appreciate it, man. Sure. I've also got Mary, who is a nurse and can explain some things to all us. Right. Hi, Mary. Hello. How are you this morning? Good. So, so it sounds like he answered part of it. But, yes, you can have a hysterectomy where just the uterus is removed and then your ovaries are intact. Or there are times where they medically want to remove everything. Okay. And if they remove everything... You are going to go into menopause, and I know somebody. She had that hysterectomy young, and I just heard you say Dr. Mike doesn't like hormones. But if you are going to go through menopause too young, too rapidly, that is not good for your health system either. Right, right. Okay. She did have a hormone patch for a certain number of years until she would have been more age appropriate to go. Sure, I'm, I'm sure there's, there's there's you know appropriate and proper applications for that. But wow, right. yeah. So and I, and I guess that's that's part of the deal. It's 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 really yeah. it, there's there's so much to that that world <laughs> guys right. we, we are we are and the one thing that that um the radio announcer didn't mention is that i didn't find out until i hit 50 there is perimenopause so you're not just Perry? everything in a yes p-e-r-i okay so it's the whole phase around menopause where your hormones just go wacky so Unfortunately, in some people, it can last up to 10 years. 10 years of menopause? That's, Kathy, that's what you're of talking about. Sorry, menopause, where your cycle, you know, can't decide if you're going to have a period every month. Oh. So you might go you might go months without one, and then one just shows up. You might go you a year without one. poor human beings. <laughs> I know. I say, God, we got everything terrible. Uh, I mean, our, our stuff is relatively easy to operate. You know, yeah. you, we don't even get an owner's manual. No. but uh, I mean, sometimes it has a mind of its own, but... Yeah. You know, yeah. let me ask you. I wonder how, what is. Do we have? Is there a record for the 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 oldest menstruating woman? Woman, there's got to yeah. be. Oh. 
Well, I definitely have heard the oldest people to give birth. Yeah, and you assume that one, one is they, they would go hand in hand, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, well, except that most people aren't trying to get pregnant when they're in, the 50s, in their but, uh, or sixties. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember there was. I think a woman was yeah. sixty six. Yep, you got yeah. her. Yes, yeah, there Steve. was there was one time that was really old, and it was a surrogate, so it right. wasn't. It was not her own. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for your call. We appreciate it, Mary. Okay. Uh, yeah, right. Maria del Carmen Busada de Lara. That's a long name. It sure is. Is the oldest verified mother. She was 66 uh, and 358 days. So she was, wait. Almost 67. Almost 67, yeah. Uh, when she gave birth to twins, she was 130 days older than Adriana Ilisu, or Ilisu, uh, who gave birth in 2005 to a baby girl. In both cases, children were conceived through IVF mm. with donor eggs. But okay, so it wasn't their own. Oh, egg. all right. So how was what was the oldest? That's giving birth. So. Natural, unassisted birth. I don't know. There's a 74 year old woman who may be. It's I guess it's in question. Nick found this uh, story. There's a lot of doctors who won't do that. Who won't do IVF if they're at a yeah. certain age, just because it's then the ch- well, and the ch- uh, the child's not going to have a parent after no. you know True. so many years. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so anyhow, if you use non-stick pans, you might go into menopause early. That's what we've got. The hell? Wow. Just saying is Come on! Because of pafaz or whatever those things are called. Pafaz. Uh, here is a study. Data from Norway for, uh, finds that women and men still choose partners as they used to. Norwegian University researchers recently surveyed adults across the world and found that women seem to care more about security in relationships while good looks matter more to men, and that women often prefer men older than themselves, while men often prefer younger women. We're so superficial. We are. Uh, when scientists compared this to old data, they found they got similar answers in the late 1980s, despite the major social changes that have occurred since then. So here's some questions. Yeah. What do gay men routinely prefer? Good question. What do or gay women, women? routinely prefer um, would those same things hold true that's very interesting uh i do not know what do and obviously all the, the various other i mean so so let's take the, the the more obvious so yeah i wonder if that would if if a gay man would look for security versus looks or is it the other way around they still are you know like uh, heterosexual men who are looking That's for a head scratcher. attractiveness uh, to be one of the key factors. Listen, it all depends on who you are. But I yeah. guess there are uh, the studies that lean a little bit towards one direction. Do you find, Kathy, that most women or that women you've encountered, and you do extensive surveys in this field, right. <laughs> um, would that, that most women on the on average would prefer a, an, a, an older man, a more secure man? Mm, no, I don't know that Not I would necessarily older. make that statement. I'm saying no. reasonable, like 30 to 40 years old. Uh, <laughs> no, but like, I mean, I I do know people that, f- I mean, forever have dated older men. It was right. just what they did. I mean, yeah. since we were young, since we were in college. Kath, you are probably closest in age to your spouse, right? Uh, you and I'm Bub. I'm really young. <laughs> <laughs> so is he. Well, are, were you guys, did you guys graduate the same year? Or uh, is he? A, no, he's no. a year older than yeah, you. Yeah, year okay. old. Okay, okay, that's close. How you and Rochelle? How how far apart? Five years. Uh, Claire mm. and I six. Okay. Nick, I'm the I'm probably the most. Uh, eleven. Okay. 10? No 10 kidding. Yeah, yeah. She's ten years younger than you. Yeah. 
But you know, it's funny because my wife was older than me, so um, I, mm. I don't really have a preference, huh? you know. And 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 we started dating uh, in our twenties. My wife and I did ex wife, and and uh, my girlfriend and I. It, it, for us, I mean, you know, it's trite and and commonplace to say, but age really doesn't matter. It never comes up. The largest spread that I had was twenty years at one point. Older or younger? She was older. She was older. Yeah, okay, yeah. Casey, what's uh, what's the age? One year, just over just a year. year. Okay, yep. so you guys are right in the ballpark. Uh, the data also showed that friendliness and intelligence were considered the most attractive qualities. What about partner. cleanliness? Um, it doesn't <laughs> indicate that. No. no. See? Uh, partners by both men and women. Uh, the lead professor said evolutionary psychology's classic studies of gender differences <laughs> and partner preferences have shown themselves to be robust over time and place. Here's what? a new term that I'd never heard. Uh, as a gay man, he says, I say, I'll say we prefer a young, hung stud over a wrinkly winky any <laughs> any day. So a young hung hung young, young hung, hung stud, stud over, over a wrinkly winky. Yeah. Wrinkly winky. That's from right. uh Dan in Norristown. All right, thanks Dan. Rink, wrinkly winky. Now, if one of our lesbian listeners could call in with a take on that <laughs> or to check in because I'm just curious. I wonder how those things break down. All obviously all these things are always sort of Oh yeah. general. Yeah, yeah. You know. That's the thing. Cuz you may look for someone who's more masculine, more feminine, it, you know, but but prefer a certain sex, and you know, it's it's all a it's a whole big stew. Yeah, and <laughs> and always think outside the box, as they say. My again, my I wasn't my wife's type by a large margin when we first started dating, yeah. and and vice versa. I mean, not no, I mean, not I would say it was outlandish. Yeah, there was some attraction, but I was not routinely the type of guy she was going for. Right, right. All right, so let's see what else we have in the institute. The if, Institute. If the J I, what is it again? J S A J S I. The J J I O. Rob Dunn and his team of ecologists are professional navel gazers. What? They get turned on on by the uh, navel. Well, like, they, their, their new study details the microbial contents oh of volunteers' God. belly buttons. <laughs> I yeah. mean, come on! But wait till you hear. Oh, this is no. crazy. No, this is going to no. be disgusting, man. The whole thing started about two years ago. An undergrad's only in a biology lab ID sampling colleagues' navel bacteria for a holiday card <sighs> struck a chord with the North Carolina State University team, which had adopted a new focus on citizen science and. Like to do something that allows me to look at navels. And they said, and belly buttons are just ridiculous enough to appeal to almost everyone. Uh, this is according to Rob Dunn. Um, what's more, given the belly button status as one of the body's more rarely scrubbed crannies, it's often researchers, it, it offers researchers a chance to study as close to a pristine microbial landscape as is possible on the modern human. Do you clean out your navel in the morning when you're showering? No. Oh, I do. yes. I do, no. too. Yeah. I knew you guys would. Oh, my God. You I can't believe you what? don't. My finger. There was the water. Slow. Bu- bu- boom. Okay, Soap, done. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so my roommate in college was so grossed out by her own belly button that she would like she couldn't touch it like it would almost like uh, you know like nails on a chalkboard for her my buddy was like that as well he could yeah. not what? stand yeah, yeah. It, time for therapy so weird it's just i guess uh he it, he felt like it was a um a hole yeah yeah essentially like it was just a, a, a weak part of his body i found some lint yeah that's great yeah uh my little brother couldn't stand it when you would touch his Achilles heel, and oh. that's how my buddy uh, George was with his belly buttons. Like, oh, dude, yeah, don't... I wouldn't want anybody sticking their finger in my belly button. No, no. that's private. 
Get out of there. It's like, you know. <laughs> Get out. That's an orifice. Besides Nick, we, we're, most of us don't want people probing our buttholes either. That's right. Thank yeah. you, Steve. Yeah. Uh, but no, my belly button does not gross me out, and the fact that I don't scr- get in there and dig around and clean it out does not. Uh, I mean, it's gonna, me it's, well, it's naturally going to clean. I mean, I, yeah, I, I go one extra yard because I like it. I like occasionally I like to have a little bit of coffee in it. So <laughs> I found that people generally like it when you walk up to them and you push their their uh, belly button and you say they love that. <laughs> The researchers handed out swabs of 60 uh, to 260 volunteers. Uh, back to the lab, the scientists examined the genetic makeup. Now back to the lab. Of their bacterial loot. From 60 belly buttons, the team found 2,368 bacterial species, 1,458 of which may be new to science. So they discovered new species in the human navel. This is how infrequently they go in there and look around. So we're trying to send a ship to Mars, and we have yet to explore our own navels. Uh, some belly buttons harbored as few as 29 species, and some as many as 107, although most had around 67. 92% of the bacteria types showed up on fewer than 10% of subjects. In fact, most of the time, they only appeared in only a single subject. Listen to this. One science writer apparently harbored a bacterium that had previously been found only in soil from Japan where he had never been. (laughs) That... So uh, the ew. dude had stuff you could only find in Japan. <laughs> and he'd never been there. In his belly button. <laughs> Isn't that wild? That is crazy. Uh-huh. You probably have that in your belly button. I probably you do. You probably do. <laughs> I got some stuff from India. Some teriyaki. I'll bet I got Antarctica sure. bacteria Look there. Look at this. <laughs> All seven continents. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> trip around the world. Belly button. What's this? <laughs> Bamboo. Another more fragrant individual who hadn't a washed. A panda fingernail. Who hadn't washed in several Several years uh, hosted two species of so-called extromophile bacteria that typically thrive in ice caps and thermal vents. <laughs> what the uh, hell? <laughs> so, do they have any suggestion as to how Japanese matter ended up in a dude's navel? No. Uh, the despite the diversity, uh, I was with the Japanese hooker, but. Perhaps. Uh, themes emerged even though not a single strain showed up in each subject. Eight species were present on more than 70% of the subjects. And whenever these species appeared, they did so in huge numbers. So, mm. okay. You ever, uh, obviously we've all known people who are Audis, who had the Audi uh, yeah. Yeah, yep. naval. It's an interesting looking thing. I wonder if that has less of an occurrence of this sort of stuff. Probably. Because it's more exposed and easily cleanable. Here's here's a point somebody uh, uh, makes. It says uh, on the text, it says, "Try being pregnant. Your belly button is so stretched out, you don't need to actively clean it." You ever seen a really? It's just a bump. Pregnant yeah. woman's yeah. belly it. button. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it comes popping out. It's wild. Same thing happens to me when I haven't gone in a while for my sphincter. Okay, oh, yeah. it just yeah. almost completely disappears. Uh, so Dunn said that makes a belly button a lot like rainforest. In that there's so many exotic birds? In any given forest, he explained that the spectrum of flora might vary, but an ecologist can count on a certain few dominant tree types. We're inside Kathy Romano's navel, (laughs) and it's quite impressive. Over there is a beautiful toucan. He said the idea that uh, some aspects of our bodies are like a rainforest to me is quite beautiful. Yeah, of course it is, Uh, because he's a lunatic. But... 
predicting which species uh, might like to call the human body home is only the first step. Uh, to make these make the knowledge useful, scientists need to know why these bacteria are showing up. Hmm. Uh, hang on a second. I have a girlfriend here. Meg wants to talk about her boyfriend's belly button. Hi, Meg. <laughs> Good morning. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Good. What do you want to tell us about your boyfriend's belly button? So if there's enough lint in it, I will totally pull it out and blow in it like a wishy, like a dandelion. Every <laughs> oh single God. wish has come true. <laughs> Every it. belly button wish has come true? I kid you not. <laughs> like what? That's awesome. Uh, I got a brand new motorcycle for my birthday. So Dude, it, that's so. pretty cool. You got a wow. you got a brand new motorcycle. That'd be worth pulling belly yeah, button. Yeah, absolutely, I'd pull ass down button. for yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> so you will pull it out and then make a wish and blow it into the wind. Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. So I have to ask: Is there any sort? Because you know sometimes people's belly buttons can stink. I, I mean, are, are we dealing with an odor situation? I, I, I guess not, right? No, definitely not stinky. It's more like uh, when you're when you're doing your laundry and clean out the lint trap. Okay, okay, <laughs> it's just, interesting. His uh, navel's a lint trap. That always smells kind of nice. I actually. do like that though. Right. It can set a house on fire. Preston, Thank you, man. So be careful. I told you guys about the time that I found a seed-like yes! thing in my belly button. This is awful. This do you remember that, Kathy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a creature. <laughs> no, it wasn't a creature. <laughs> but I looked it up online, and it's a legit thing that can happen it wasn't a freak of nature no it was legitimate and i forgot what it was nick look up belly button seed yeah i, I remember talking an about old it. style coin belt in my ass preston here you go a navel stone oh, a navel stone is a hard stone-like object that forms inside your belly button they're most commonly found in people with deep belly buttons i do have a deep belly button would it share a like um characteristics with like a gallstone and those who don't practice proper hygiene. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right. Oh. There we go, seen Kathy. more often in adults because they can take years to grow big enough. Unwashed legs and filthy navel. To be noticed. They'll <laughs> 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 be on his tombstone. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It was weird. I was, I was picking around in there. Yeah, yeah. Was, you know, every now and then I do take a pick. And, and you heard like a baby crying. Take a look and see if there's anything in there. I never do. For as much as I pick my nose. You don't pick your belly button? No, I don't do it. Check, see if there's anything in there. And, I just did. It was weird. And I felt a weird <laughs> sensation. You felt like, something pulling back. I'm like, there's something in there. Yeah. And then I had to, I had to, you know, like, work it out. And it was, I'm like, that's a seed. Help us. We've been trapped here. <laughs> this is making me nauseous a little bit. <laughs> uh, so. What's what's worse for you, Kathy? So ear, ear wax or. No, I think that's. Na- navel? Okay. Yeah. What would be would it be harder to lick the inside of my ear or the the inside of my belly? No button? belly button. Well, okay. Yeah. Okay. How about butthole? Just set. No. Okay. Oh no. Well, honestly, it's a, it's any. It's just a common thing. You ask anybody at work. Would you Would you mind licking my butthole? I'm sure that's being asked every. Oh man. In every business, but I mean that's just simply for a, 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 a scientific test. No, when... Somebody recently told me that guys love that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that is incorrect. <laughs> that, listen, there may be some no. that dig that. No, uh, I, I do not. Yeah, no, we, she goes, we know oh, why. they'll go wild. <laughs> what? No. Who, who said that? that? I swear who to God. Who? Mm. All right, write it down. Diane, you're one. Jerry. Because I thought it was Jerry. <laughs> I thought it was your mom. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, your, your mom who won't let you eat gum out of a vending machine yeah. is encouraging you to toss people salad. 
No ice cream for you, but please go to town on some dude's ass. I had to get out of that conversation quick. I was yeah. like, oh, this is, that, no. That's no. funny. I'm dying to know who that is. We need to hear I'm not later telling on. you. Uh, hoping to answer the broader questions, Dunn's team is already working on several hundred more navels, soon to be 600. What a, what a life. They'll use those new samples to start testing the correlation of the naval dwellers. <laughs> the naval dwellers. Yeah. Uh, with everything from subjects' places of birth to the makes up, makeups of their immune system in the navel. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was uh... that's an amazing thing you've always wondered about. Obviously, at one point, it housed the connecting you know cord between you and your mother, and it yeah. was a source of life. Yeah, exactly. All right, do I have time for more? From you the JSI? do, sir. All right, Just Saying Institute from the Just Say I Just A Just JSI. The hell with it. Uh, dozens of intelligent alien races could be living alongside us in the Milky Way. A study has claimed. Steve, we had touched on this last week. Yeah. Now we've. There's always things that are that pop up about the um, estimated likelihood of life, but this one I thought was actually very interesting because this actually represents a closer proximity than others have suggested. Researchers at the University of Nottingham have taken a new approach to estimating the number of possible extraterrestrial civilizations using the assumption that intelligent life develops on other planets in a similar way as it does on Earth. So that's number one. They have yeah. to assume that it that intelligent life comes about like it did here on Earth. Right. Like, uh, From not, naval seeds. Not considering that there might be other types of intelligent life. So they calculate that our galaxy could harbor at least... 36 intelligent alien races capable of sending radio signals into space. But they say the average distance to such civilizations is likely to be 17,000 light years, making detection and communication very difficult with our present technology. Uh, the The team developed a new model to estimate the number of intelligent alien races in our galaxy, which they called the Astrobiological Copernican Limit. Okay. Uh, the model assumes that it takes around 5 billion years for intelligent life to form on other planets, as on Earth, and that these planets orbit a star with a high metal contact ju- content just like the sun. Now, this differs from traditional techniques, which rely on making guesses of values relating to life where opinion varies substantially, now, according to research. All right, so the sun is 93 million miles from here. Correct. Uh, so you're, you're obviously you're talking for, for, for even radio transmissions as depicted. We we mentioned many times at the beginning of the movie Contact, where they show how long it takes for radio signals to get uh, to somewhere. I mean, that alone to get a communication from yep. somewhere out in the great void would be, you know, that you want to talk about a a moment in history that would just reset everything. Yes, would be unbelievable. But not only the the vast uh, distances, but also the specific pinpointing of getting right to those right. locations it's well it's astronomical yeah you know that that we would ever uh encounter another one that's an updated version of you guys we talked about that the the power of 10 video yeah, yeah. And, and there was a newer one that you know just um added some astronomical um anomalies that have, have come into being that you know we've discovered over the last 10 years 20 20 years or so or whatever anyway uh, the vastness of the Milky Way galaxy—you just you can't really even no. fathom it. And the amount of space in between everything is even bigger than the amount of the things. There's so much nothing and, out and, there. And what comprises 
space, dark right. matter, and all of those other things. And then you and then you add in time into the equation. So what if there's an intelligent being out there, but it existed four billion years ago or five billion years from now? Yeah. And yet, in all of that, there are dudes that like having their butts licked. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Different strokes, man. I mean, if you want to talk about categorizing and prioritizing. Yeah. Do you think aliens would be into that, too? I, I, <laughs> Why not? Yeah. To be honest, yes. Because uh, ours, ours smell like uh, lilac. <laughs> on my home planet. Well, that's delightful. It is, really. When you just start rooting yeah. around in there, it smells pleasant. It smells, I, like, a, <laughs> smells like a good spa. Okay. <laughs> I'll toss you out. Uh, the new study. And if you crack the cheeks open far wide, far wide. <laughs> A little Pez comes out. Oh. Little what? Little Pez. Pez. Oh, Pez. I heard piss. I thought it was paste. <laughs> paste, piss, Pez, whatever. Yeah. I mean, things don't translate exactly. <laughs> that would be interesting. Wouldn't that be funny oh. if, you know, they look for a commonality of um, yeah. geometric and, and, and uh, you know, symbols for yeah. the elements and so on and so forth. Wouldn't would it be wild if the one thing that connected us through to the first contacted aliens yeah. is salad tossing? It's some kind of <laughs> fetish. Yeah, some sort of fetish. Yeah. It's a thing we can connect on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're into that, too. <laughs> it drives oh, us God wild. Damn, it feels good, doesn't it, man? <laughs> Tell you what. <laughs> Some some galorpide sticks her schnozzle into your uh, dang forth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm shooting gore splat all over the windshield. I got a gore splat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Look at the look at the rudimentary things that would could connect us together. Yeah. You would wonder also, oh. would <laughs> stop and think. Those are actually legitimate questions. I know this is absurd, but what? would would another race advanced? Yeah. Are there things that are again basic to humor or basic to would they enjoy procreating? Would they enjoy the act of you know all those simple primal things? Would they translate? I don't know. The Vulcans weren't into humor. They humor. were not. Humor wasn't there. No, so I, but they, they protected themselves. Yes. and They, they did spawn, though. They did procreate. Yes. Yep. Now, whether they enjoyed that or not, I'm not really sure. I don't know. But, it didn't look uh, like it. No. Uh, the new study, according to uh, author Tom Westby, he said, Our new study exempl- uh, simplifies these assumptions using new data, giving us a solid estimate <laughs> of the number of civilizations in our galaxy. Huh. Uh, they said there should be at least a few dozen active civilizations in our galaxy. You know, I, I this is the core of so much science fiction and, and so much speculation. It's an amazing thing, an amazing possibility. Oh. And yet there were aspects of it that terrified Stephen Hawking sure. and other astrophysicists oh, yeah. who say, in fact, I forget who it was. It might have been Stephen Hawking who had issues with putting the invitation on. Yeah, Voyager and on so Voyager on. Voyager saying... We don't know. We don't know who's going to get that first. Listen, we we have communication issues with our own yeah, species, yeah, right? And to to come across one and to a first determine hostile or yeah, right. or not, sure. How to communicate and all of that following, you know, it's we'll why just, even go through it? We're just fine. 
to show up. We got Peggy enough Meyer. crap going on. We got enough going on right now, and, and we don't need to add to it. I, I agree. As interesting and as outrageous as that would be to to find out, you know, verification that there are there is another uh, intelligent species out there somewhere, it, it's still dangerous. Well, you would love, you. everyone would love an encounter as in Close Encounters of the Third Kind where, hey, you know, yeah, but, hey, it's great. Now, like, come on board. Let's take a ride. Yeah. Just but, think about this intelligent species that we have on this planet. We can't even get along. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. We have <laughs> yeah. communication issues as it is. And we're so. just we're just figuring out what's in our navels. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite depiction of uh, of an alien uh, encounter? Oh. Or any, and just civilization, encounter, whatever it may be, from movies that we oh, know well, of. Steve mentioned it, but contact's pretty damn good because it, it brings in science and science fiction. I like that movie, but I'll tell you what, the, the movie I did not like, but I, I liked how different they made it seem, was the one that um, uh, Amy Adams is in. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. She's a communications expert. Right. Or, or a language expert. Rival. That movie, I didn't like it. I, I was like, mm, it, it was a bit of a head scratcher, but what those creatures were and how they were trying to communicate, I'm like, okay, that's, we're so completely different and so weird that that's kind of, I could see an encounter like that. It was like really, Annihilation is, is right. a similar one, which is troubling, but also, uh, yeah, I, the one... My favorite of all time would be the one in 2001 A Space Odyssey, which is the an encounter that takes place at the end. But, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I always like them when they're smiling and happy and they don't want to destroy us. Right. I mean, ultimately, Arrival is, is almost, I mean, the aliens are just sort of this vehicle for a much bigger sort of uh, philosophical question. Okay. Steve, how could you not mention uh, Mac and Me? <laughs> Mac and Me? That scene in McDonald's alone where we... <laughs> That little thing, just an amazing, heartwarming creature. Oh, this is a good one, Starman. Uh, with Starman uh, is good. Jeff um, Bridges, right? Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I always, I always say Jeff Daniels when I mean Jeff Bridges, and vice versa. But yeah, Starman's a great movie. What about people, like people Gar- are pointing out meatballs too, Casey? Yeah, not that one. Uh, what about Guardians of the Galaxy? Boy. I like that one. Well, he's abducted. Um, but yeah, the, listen, I, I just. Uh, are you disqualifying my answer? Well, I don't know. Maybe. Well, I'm, I'm saying what, what representation would be, you know, because usually they have human-like characteristics and they they, they, they kind of, you oh, know, they We are happy up. to be here. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. They speak with the British accent always. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. On our planet. All right. All right. Well, Let's go. You look like us. Like the day the earth stood still, the original one. Right. Uh, well, anyhow, they're saying there's at least a few dozen active civilizations by the, uh, uh, by the scientists in this uh, formula that they've gone with. Um, hang on a second. Let me go to this uh, call. Mike, I didn't see this movie. Hey, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. What's going on, guys? Yeah, buddy. What do you want to tell us? There's a movie that came out last year. It's called Cosmos. Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime right now. I almost watched that last night. I didn't really care for the trailer. You're saying it's worth it's worth a damn. Oh, my God. It is so amazing. It really starts off slow, but then it builds and it's like a roller coaster. There's these peaks and then like. You're like, all right, you're getting brought down again because they're doing more, like, character development. But then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, my God, what's going on here? But it takes place in one night. And it's... It's the, with the three like, astronomers, three, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. There are three, like, amateur astronomers. They all... Did they work in those kinds of fields in their life? But they don't do that in their life. They're just kind of like amateur astronomers. Right, right. And man, it's pretty awesome, man. And 
there's two brothers that made this film, and they made it for like $4,000, and it took them five years. They did everything themselves except for the score, and the musical score is actually pretty amazing. But it took them so long to make this movie, and they're actually doing classes now on how to make movies like this for Hmm. almost no I'll I'll have to check it out. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like those guys that made the movie. Was it Signal or the the one with uh, Lawrence Fishburne and... um... The the amateur they're they're following this. Um, I don't uh, know. It was it's it's a it's a cheap movie with incredible effects. Huh. And um, God, Nick Lawrence you Fishburne. Look, Lawrence Fishburne's right. in it. I think it's Signal or Signals or. They come out a while ago. Yeah, about seven eight years ago, nine years ago. And the one that guy just mentioned was called Cosmos, right? Cosmos. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's uh, free on Amazon Prime if you uh, okay. if you have Prime Video. Um, was it Passengers, Steve? No, Passengers is with uh, Chris Pratt. Uh, he was the a- Signal, there it is. The Signal. The signal. Okay. okay. Bam. All right. We'll have to look That's at that. a super weird but uh, interesting movie about an alien encounters. All right. Well, they're uh, yep. These scientists uh, feel that that yeah, there's, they're, they're putting it at about thirty six or so other uh, races per their their formula. Mm. All right. These are just things from the Just Saying Institute. Thought yeah. it was time to expand the mind a little bit and to take a stroll above that beautiful campus. We're looking at a picture of the it's monorail. Gorgeous. The monorail is on there, but you're saying it's been decommissioned? It's been or- decommissioned, but okay. if you notice in the picture we're looking at, they clearly had just mulched. Yes. So that's spectacular. Yeah. Beautiful. By the way, the, it's it's located in uh, beautiful Weston, West Virginia. There really is a West in West Virginia. Oh, nice. Excellent. Oh, of course, it's real. Uh, it's a real place. I'm yeah. happy to ha- know that the town is real. There really is a Paris in France. All right, we are going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. I believe, I think we have some stuff to give away. We, we might, do? We might play a contest. Yeah. Give some goodies. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. The Black Keys. The Rolling Stones. Five Finger Death Punch. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. We're going to play a game. Yay! We're going to play a contest. And we're going to find out how well you know music in 8-bit form with a song called A Game. Name that song in 8-bits. Name that song at 8-bits, 215-263-WMMR. It's real easy. We play the uh, clip of the song from uh, an 8-bit uh, generator, or somebody had created it. And if you can identify it, then we will have a prize for you. This is very relevant with all the gaming system news coming out. A lot of times, the first times we heard songs like this were on gaming systems. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, so 215-263-WMMR is the number. Let's get you on the line. We'll play you a clip, and we have a variety of prizes to uh, give away today. And, uh, Case, you got that list of prizes? Yes, sir. We got a whole bunch of movie downloads. So we have digital downloads of Like a Boss. We have digital download of the Rhythm section. We also have uh, brand-new digital downloads of Trolls World Tour, as ah. well as cases of Sly Fox Hellas Golden Lager. All right, 215-263-WMMR is the number, and uh, pretty easy if it's it's it might throw you off just a tad bit if you spend some time hearing the melody more than likely you're going to get it we figured for a monday if we could give some uh, prize to john it'd be a fun thing good way to start the week okay we're going to get our first one ready to go we have josh who is on the line hey josh how you doing hello sir again uh re- did you call earlier 
yesterday. Remember, I messed up that other question. <laughs> yesterday, we weren't Sunday. on the air yesterday. Or Friday. Oh, oh Friday. Oh, okay, all right. We don't remember, but I but, but I trust you're telling the truth. All right, we're gonna give this a shot. We're gonna play the clip for us uh, for you. You tell us what song it is. You ready? Yes, sir. All right, Josh. The name of the game is name that song in eight bits. Here it is. Josh, what song is that? I have no idea. Oh, wow. It's, I thought, a, it's I thought, actually being heard a lot these days on TV. Yeah. I thought we were starting off with a really, really easy yeah. one. So, uh, no, I'm not going to play it for you again. That was enough. We gave you a lot there, Josh. Sorry, dude. You messed up again. Congratulations. <laughs> we'll remember this time, though. Yeah, next time we'll, we'll remember. All right. <laughs> Let me go to Brian. Hey, Brian. Oh, Brian hung up. All right, let me go next to Joe. Hey, Joe. Hey, how's it going, Good, Joe. All right, you ready to hear the song? Yep. All right, name of the game is... Name that song in 8-Bits. I want to play Street Fighter now. Yeah. All right, Joe, we need to know what song is that? I don't have it. Oh! This was a gimme. You call yourself an MMR listener. Oh, Mm. my goodness. All right, Joe, thanks anyway, buddy. All right, we'll go to one more. Let's go to Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. Hey, do you need to hear that? Yeah, play it one more time. All right, here we go. Chris, tell us, what song is that? I don't even have it either. Oh, wow. All right. Wow. We've expended it. I thought that was the easiest one. Okay, we're going to a texter who knows the answer, and I'm going to go to Dominic. Hey, Dom. Hey, what's going on, guys? Tell everybody what song that is. Round and Round by Rat. You are absolutely correct. All right, hang on a second, Dom. We're going to get your information. That one's pretty easy. I could have gotten that one. Well, the Geico commercials airing constantly with this. And and it's this part, this refrain over and over and over in the the commercial. All right. What do we got for him, Case? Well, I think we're going to hook him up with a case of beer. We have a case of Sly Fox Hellas Golden Lager. This crowd-pleasing local favorite goes well with just about anything. Uh, Refined malt sweetness combined with gentle, noble hops. Sly Fox Hellas is perfectly balanced and easy drinking. 
Outdoor dining is now available at all Sly Fox locations, and you can order your favorite bites and brews or pick up at slyfoxbeer.com. Okay, uh, let me see. Am I going in order here, Press? Or? I, I don't know. I was just kind of bouncing around, Case. Just find something that you think Bounce is going to be. around. <laughs> That's going to be you know solid. What? Let's go ahead and do an easy one. First. All right. Let me go next to caller John. Hey, John, good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, right, John, we are playing Name That Song in 8 Bits. We've got a title for you. we got some music to play. You ready to try it? Let's go. All right, listen closely. Here we go. John, what's the title of that song? Uh, first off, my basement's got a real rat problem, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, All Star. Yes, yeah. Smash Mouth, absolutely yeah. correct. Hang on, because we got something for you. What we're going to set him up with? We got a case of Sly Fox Hell's Golden Lager. This crop pleasing local favorite goes well with just about anything a refined malt sweetness combined with gentle, noble hops. Sly Fox Hellas is perfectly balanced and easy drinking. Outdoor dining now available at all Sly Fox locations, and you can order your favorite bison brews at slyfoxbeer.com. I love how the 8 bit has a hard time handling the bassier parts of the song. Right. So you get the, oh, it sounds like a, sounds like a fart. Uh, also, uh, going back to the, the rat uh, and Geico commercial. <laughs> I like the one where we have a clogging problem. <laughs> right. Have you seen yeah, that yeah, one, too? Yeah. The dancers, uh, thats uh, they do such great spots. All right, we'll go next uh, to Clint, I believe. Hey, Clint. Hey, guys. How we doing? Good, buddy. All right, we're playing a game. Name that song in 8-Bits. And we've got, one, we've got one ready for you. You ready? Let's do it. Listen closely. Here we go. Clint, you want to take a guess? It's the end of the world as we know it. Beautiful! Well done, sir. Case, what does the man win? Well, everybody seems to want beer, so I'm going to hook you up. You got the Sly Fox Hellas Golden Lager, and you can pick that up at Sly Fox. It is perfectly balanced and easy drinking. Outdoor dining is now available at all Sly Fox locations. And you can also order your favorite bites and brews for pickup at SlyFoxBeer.com. I'm going to go a little further into that because I want to hear the chorus. Nice job. We are moving on to another caller, and that is going to be Kristen. Hello there, Kristen. Hello. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? All right, Kristen, we're playing the game. Name that song in 8 bits. We have a song for you. You all set? I'm ready. All right, listen closely. Here is your tune. 
riffs in the background. Kristen, what song is that? Okay, just want to let you guys know that I have a secret hidden talent, and it's finding things out in eight bits. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, the song takes money. Yes, it's money. No, you absolutely do. Nice work, Kristen. Hang on. I think we got some more Sly Fox beer to give We away. do. We got Sly Fox uh, Hellas Golden Lager, and Sly Fox Hellas is perfectly balanced and easy drinking. Outdoor dining is now available at all Sly Fox locations, and you can order your favorite bites and brews for pickup at slyfoxbeer.com. All right, we will go to our next caller, and it is Brittany. Hello there, Brittany. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Brittany. We're playing... Name that song in 8 bits. Easy game so far. Lots of winners, and we're going to play a song for you. You ready to go? Yes, I'm nervous, and I hope I know this one. <laughs> All right, let's try. We're going to do that one, Case? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Brittany, what song is that? I actually don't know. Parts oh. are a little bit fuzzy. Okay, sorry. Thank you. We'll try somebody else on that. Name that song in 8-Bits. Calvin. Hey, man. It's been been a Hootoo 40-some years now. Just a little accident, that's all. That's all. Of course, man. Just a little accident. All right, Calvin. Do you need to hear more of that song, or do you think you know what it is? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. You yeah. want to hear it again? Yeah, let me hear it again. All right, here we go. <laughs> I got it. All right, what's the song? It's uh, Emmett Otter's uh, Drug Band. <laughs> oh, yeah! Brothers! Close. I'm Man, sorry, close. that's incorrect. <laughs> I'd like to hear some Emmett Otter in 8-Bit. We will go next to Kyle and let him take a try. Hey, Kyle. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work. No, nah, it's all right. We're just playing. Name that song in 8-Bits. Kyle, do you need to hear it again? No, nah, I think I know what it is. What is it? It's uh, Mom, I'm Coming Home by Ozzy Osbourne. You're damn right it is. 
absolutely correct. Hope you're thirsty because we're going to set you up with some Sly Fox beer. Case of it, right, Case? Yeah, it's the final case we actually have. So it's a Sly Fox Hellas Golden Lager. And where am I going to read this from? Uh, Sly Fox's Hellas is perfectly balanced and easy drinking. Outdoor dining is now available at all Sly Fox locations. And you can order your favorite bison brews for pickup at slyfoxbeer.com. That's our last case of beer? That's our last case of beer. We have tons of movies to give away, though. We we moved a lot of beer. We got some good movies. Let's move on to a caller. And I think we're going to go to... Let's see here. Is it? We'll go to Todd. He's been on hold the longest. Hey, Todd, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing? All right, good. So we're going to get a new one ready for you. And Case, you got it ready to go? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Listen closely. I know the answer to this, and this doesn't yeah, sound me like too. it. Hang on. That's not the song. No, we're going to do a different one. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's, actually, that's no. actually not Uprising by Muse. That's a different Muse song. But okay. anyway, uh, let's do this one. Should be right. easier. We're great. We, got, we got a better one for you. We're still playing the game. Name that song in <laughs> eight bits. Here we go, Todd. You ready? Uh, yeah. Right, here we go. be enough. Todd, do you know the song? Uh, I think it's one of those rare songs like spells like Team Spirit. But I never a very it. rare yeah. song indeed, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hang on the line. We're going to set you up in this case. Actually, we got a digital download of the next great action spy thriller, the rhythm section from the producers of James Bond and starring Blake Lively and Jude Law. It's available now on digital and Blu-ray rated R from Paramount Pictures. Well, we got time for a couple more here. Yep. Uh, we'll uh, go to George. Hey, George! Hey, guys, I love my wife, Camden, and my little boy, Camden. Oh, well, all right. Way to go, bud. Uh-huh. All right, we're, we're going to play a game. We're playing Name that song in eight bits. And we're dusting off an oldie. You ready? All right, I'm ready. Here we go. <laughs> oh, Peter Rogers. All right, what's the title? Gambler. The Gambler is yeah. definitely yeah. Hang on. That's an oldie. I'm going to let this play a little bit while he's on hold. There's more, more 
before the verse. <laughs> Story goes on for a while before it gets to the chorus. All right, uh, what are we going to give George? George, we got a digital download of Trolls World Tour. Now, Trolls World Tour is uh, now yours to own. It includes the Movie Plus, an exclusive dance party edition Ooh. with an original short, Tiny Diamond Goes Back to School. <laughs> own the Pitch Perfect Family film on digital and on Blu-ray and DVD July 7th. You can click on contests at WMMR.com to check out the very cool Trolls World Tour activity kit with games, recipes, and more. Let's do two more. Two more. All right, two more and we're done. I will go to, uh, let's go to Mike A. There's a couple of mics on the line. Mike A. How you doing, Mike? Hey, how you guys doing? Sorry to bother you at work, bitches. We're playing a game, bitch. (laughs) Name that song in 8 bits. And here is your song. Listen closely, Mike. What do you think? Uh, Green Day. American Idiot. Yes! Well done, sir. Hang on, you idiot. Here's what we got for you. All right, we got a digital download of the next great action spy thriller, The Rhythm Section, from the producers of James Bond and starring Blake Lively and Jude Law. Available now on digital and Blu-ray rated R from Paramount Pictures. All right. These songs remind me of TikTok. Like, I feel like they should be TikTok videos. Oh, like, the yeah. way it the Do way they it use sound. a lot of 8 bit stuff on TikTok? I don't know, but it for whatever reason, like, I must have seen it because why? I don't know. It's just sure. like triggering TikTok in my mind. Right, yeah. right, right. I'm immediately thinking video games. I'm thinking Absolutely. Sega and Nintendo games. Well, yeah, what I go yeah. right back to. All right, we'll go to Blake. Hi, Blake. Hey, guys. I got this uh, spot that goes right back to. Uh, you know, my uh, my bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> nice LBJ impression. It's there funny because I thought he was trying to do part of his Rocky impersonation. <laughs> Which, uh, <laughs> no, it's very good. Uh, All right, so. Can't believe me about it. The knees from the where the zipper uh, ends round uh, under my back of my bunghole. <laughs> All right, so Blake, we got one queued up and ready to go. You set? I think so. I knew most of the other ones, so I'm hoping I get lucky. It's your turn at... Name that song in 8 bits. Here we go. I think I know it. What is it, sir? What is it? Uh, Foo Fighters on the Fly? Yes, absolutely correct. Nice job. Hang on a second. I love this song. It's a great song. Even this version of it yeah. sounds great. All right, Case, what are we going to give them? We got a digital download of Like a Boss. This beauty business is about to get ugly as Tiffany Haddish and Rose Byrne duke it out with Salma Hayek. Available on digital and Blu-ray rated R from Paramount Pictures. So, a quick question. When we're playing these versions like this, does it show up on dashboards? As... I have been told that yeah. it does. Isn't that wild? Yeah, yeah. But fortunately, we have a delay, so they're not going to be able to <laughs> cheat while we have them on the phone. Now, right. if you're in second or third in line, you might actually get the answer, but... Yeah, it does show up. It does register, from what I understand. All right, well, listen, thank you for playing Name that song in 8 bits. I just like hearing that stuff. I just yeah. Think, I think it sounds awesome. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back in a second. Some bizarre file stories await. We shall return shortly. Don't go anywhere. 
Now that we're actually leaving the house more often, WMMR reminds you you're going to have to put on some clothes. People! And if you gotta get dressed, why not step up your wardrobe game with the coolest threads from the MMR Rock Shop? There's tons of new and throwback MMR designs to choose from that you can't get anywhere else. Look, you can't go out there naked, okay? Seriously, no. So shop the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. All the merch that rocks. And don't forget your pants. All right, uh, some stories from the weekend in the Bizarre File. Let's get to them. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, we'll start with this one. Authorities released the cause of a 21-year-old man's death in a Santa Cruz County jail cell hours before a demonstration seeking answers about the incident was scheduled to begin. Uh, Tamario Smith, who was 21 years old, died in a Santa Cruz County jail cell Monday 10th, an autopsy determined his death was caused by overconsumption of water. Oh, wow. You hear about this every now and then. Yeah, Pathologist, it, is, it is absolutely possible. A pathologist determined Mr. Smith's cause of death to be acute water intoxication due to the overconsumption of water in a short period of time, the sheriff's office stated. I uh, said the overconsumption of water was influenced by Mr. Smith's underlying mental health issues. Uh, this water consumption led to an electrolyte imbalance which caused Mr. Smith's organs to fail, leading to Mr. Smith's death. Uh, the autopsy found no evidence of trauma, foul play, COVID-19, or any uh, sign that Smith had ingested any kind of a toxic substance. I remember the first time I heard of this was a radio contest. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And it was a who could drink you know, the most water in the shortest amount of time or something along the lines. There's a woman that died, right? A woman died, and like immediately the edict went out, uh, no more of these... Yeah, over the top contests of how much you know, how much can you hold yeah. your urine or whatever, all that Things stuff. Things like yeah. that. Yeah. So, um, well, when I passed out here in the studio and they took me over to Lankanau, the doctor told me I was drinking too much water. Oh, really? It was flushing potassium out of my system. Yeah. So you can overdo it. Smith did not share a cell with another inmate, and his death was ruled an accident. Uh, he was found unresponsive. Officers attempted life-saving measures and called paramedics before he was pronounced dead at the jail. Steve, I think you're still allowed to have a contest where you pee into a diaper. I think I you're think still allowed is, to do I think do actually, that. yes. I yeah. think that's in the Constitution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a peeing in a diaper story for you later. Oh, well, my God. Uh, I want to hear that. <laughs> Between this and tossing salad, Kathy's two for two today. What a day. <laughs> Video, this, is, this was probably the coolest thing I saw all weekend. And, and no reports of anybody getting hurt, so that's good. Video shows a silver minivan speeding down eastbound 91 freeway and throwing off tons of sparks on Friday night. (laughs) And when the eyewitness driver who was filming this catches up to the minivan, he couldn't believe what he saw. It was a motorcycle stuck to the front of the silver minivan. I know you've seen it, Steve. Have you guys seen this video? No. Please put it up. Your jaw will drop. All right. How? 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 I don't know. And the eyewitness uh, captured it all as the minivan then started to exit the freeway. The eyewitness said that he was so concerned, he exited at the first opportunity and circled back around. And he found that uh, the motorcycle was on the side of the road along with the front bumper of the minivan. A few moments later, that eyewitness spotted the minivan dumped just off the road next to a tree. We're looking at, look up on the monitors, Kathy. Look at this. There's nobody on this motorcycle. The rear end of it, it's sitting upright, which is bizarre. 
the rear end of it seems to be embedded in the van or underneath it or somehow or another. It's crazy. Why does the guy keep driving? He obviously he did something. Okay, you know, because they found the van abandoned later on. <laughs> Oh so uh, like, there's no sign of the driver who had apparently taken off and no word from the police as to what might have happened. As the assumption yet. is he rear-ended somebody on a motorcycle. Yeah. 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 It just doesn't <laughs> just look real. Going. I know it doesn't. I've never seen anything quite like it. But, but nobody has come out and said that they were not hurt or injured. Yet. From okay. what I've seen, I have saw no reports of injury. They didn't find the guy who was driving. They found the motorcycle and the van, and that's all we know so far. But I'll, I'll, I'll look for a follow-up. Now, there was a time, Preston, where you had a motorcycle helmet. helmet. Okay. Yes. Got wedged underneath the van. The that, van. That was cool. And I couldn't get it out of there. And I had to drive all the way home with the thing. <laughs> scraping like that underneath. I brought it in for you guys to see. It was <laughs> filed down yeah. halfway, and you got to see what's in a motorcycle helmet. Yep. But it was cle- it was almost like you had polished it. Almost like a laser had yeah. taken and sliced it. It was wild. And I had to uh I had to get like a I think I had to get like a sledgehammer and bash it the other direction to get it out of there. It's, that's like when you're going, why me? Exactly. Uh, a university student in Malaysia who went out on a limb to ensure that she had a good internet connection to sit her exams online has impressed many with her resourcefulness. 18-year-old uh, Vavona Mizibin uh, lives in a remote part of the eastern state of Sabah where broadband services are limited. So there's no electricity or running water in her house. Wow. And she had said that she charges her cell phone at the houses of relatives and neighbors who do have electricity. So she had prepared for her test two weeks previously by building a small shelter on a hill where 3G reception for the area is good. On the day of the exam, however, she found that the hut had blowed down so she decided the next best place to ensure strong connection was in a tree. So she climbed up in this tree. Man. And she's also an aspiring YouTuber, and she filmed her experience. She posted it on a channel that she set up in May, which features a handful of other videos of lives on her, on her family's farm. Armed with a mosquito net, a power bank, and meals of rice wrapped in leaves, Ms. Mozabin uh, completed her exams uneventfully, save for the intrusion of a hornet during the meal. Uh, but her escapade, which has been viewed and shared hundreds of thousands of times since she posted it this week, has earned her the admiration of many others. But that's what she had to do. And that's how important education is for her. Exactly. That's pretty remarkable. Yep. Uh, well, this is in Oakmont, Pennsylvania. A nursing home had been evacuated, and there were several ambulances on the scene Thursday afternoon after a drain cleaner in a sink had a reaction and started fuming. Officials said maintenance employees poured a drain cleaner into a clogged slop sink, mm-hmm. which had a reaction and started fuming. You ever I heard of a, a slop sink? You ever heard of a slop sink? <laughs> I think we should all have a slop sink. That's mainly why I kept this story in here is a slop sink, and it started, oh, it's in the slop sink. Uh, they they poured uh, some kind of drain cleaner, and it got a reaction until it could be termed what it was. The faculty. Uh, chose to evacuate the residents out. There were no reported injuries. Oh, gee, there's been a backup in our slop sink. Officials said there were no unusual meter readings, and they are cleaning it up. That's one thing you never hear on Downton Abbey. Yeah. There's a little bit of a mess in the slop sink. Uh, and ventilating it, uh, emergency services implemented its mass casualty incident protocol to assist with the evacuations of 76 residents and care for them while evacuated. I would do one last story and then wrap it up. Let's see if I got a short one here. Uh, we will end with uh, this one. 
a woman and her husband in Northeast Maryland found a live World War One bomb while wow. digging in a flower bed. The hell Holy is it doing God. in Maryland? Exactly. After well, the, that's where the fighting got thick. <laughs> the startling During discovery. World War One. You remember the trench warfare? <laughs> no, I don't. Just outside of Baltimore. All right. Kelly and Shannon Thomas left uh, the round where they found it and called the sheriff's <laughs> office. And they said after examining the device, it was determined that the best course of action was to conduct an emergency disposal to render these ordinance safe. And uh, a bomb technician disposed of the potentially dangerous round on the scene. My dearest wife, I am here in Maryland fighting trench warfare. I hope to return to you one day. Uh, the unexploded military ordinance determined to be a 37 MKI projectile uh, made its way to the Thomas's flower bed from the Aberdeen Proving Ground on the Chesapeake Bay 10 miles away. All right. I don't know what the Aberdeen Proving Ground it's, uh, is. So Marissa and I were familiar with it because uh, it's across the bay from Taqua Camp. And you would hear the uh, uh, detonations and the ordinances going off. They would test uh, all sorts of rounds at the at Aberdeen and, and the way the sound carries and the way that, you know, it would, it would rattle the cabin. Okay. Now it makes sense. Taqua, yeah. Because they were been... munitions to be sent over to the war. I guess they were doing it for a long time in that location. I suppose yeah. so, yeah. Mm. Uh, unexploded military ordnance in the bay and surrounding waters occasionally makes its way to the surface, they said. However, the discovery of military ordnance is not limited to tidal waters. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you at this point in time. Uh, when we get back, we'll have the lesson question, trash, music news, also free music Monday along with music news. So a couple chances for you to win some things. We'll be back in just a sec. Stay there. Preston, Steve, and WMMR. Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, and safe shipping. Whether celebrating life or just saying I love you, Steven Singer is there for you. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we're going to do today's lesson question, and we're going to give away a $50 Meineke gift card for the location in the Mayfair section of Northeast Philly. And the question that we're going to go with this morning, what do aliens' buttholes smell like? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. And for fun, if you want to tell us what comes out, you can do that too. But what do aliens' buttholes smell like? 215-263-WMMR was said earlier this morning. We're going to do the trash while we await your answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. It's brought to you this morning by Sequoia Outback. Whether you're looking to build a new deck or freshen up the patio with new furniture, the Sequoia Outback has everything you need to create the backyard oasis. Route 309 in Hatfield or online at decksupplies.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Joel Madden wished his father-in-law, Lionel Richie, a happy 71st birthday on Saturday with an online tribute. Richie was so touched, he told Madden, it almost made him forget that he routinely violates his daughter. Courtney Stott posting a video on Instagram of her driving by the Tulsa Trump rally over the weekend and yelling Black Lives Matter. A spokesman for Black Lives Matter responded to Stott's gesture by issuing a statement saying... Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. And finally, Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick deciding to leave Manhattan for their home in Sag Harbor. Apparently, the pandemic has forced Parker to step up her training for the Preakness. <laughs> <laughs> that's your Hollywood training. All right, we'll see if you know the answer to this. What do aliens' buttholes smell like? 215-263-WMMR, the number, and we're going to Bill. Good morning, Bill. Oh, I was thinking about clams. <laughs> Stop thinking of clams. Uh, what do aliens' buttholes smell like? 
Lilac. Lilac. <laughs> Hang on, Bill. We're going to give you a $50 Meineke gift card for the location of the Mayfair section in Northeast Philly, and they are offering 25% off to any customer who has had their catalytic converter stolen or cut off their vehicle. They helped that local favorite Nick's Roast Beef during the pandemic, and they want to make the same offer to all the Philadelphians. Meineke and Mayfair want you to know they're here for you during a rough time, and they will help in any way they can. That's Meineke at 6140 Frankfurt Avenue. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. You know what I love? Meat. All right, meat. We're going to start with uh, this particular collaboration. Dave Grohl, Ozzy Osbourne, Trent Reznor, Robert Plant, and many more are among 600 artists who have written an open letter to Congress urging them to help save more than 1,000 independent music venues in the United States facing permanent closure due to the coronavirus pandemic. The National Independent Venue Association, the NIVA, posted the letter on Thursday. Other signatures on the list include Billie Eilish, Coldplay, Shinedown, Neil Young, Billy Joel, Lady Gaga, uh, Alterbridge, Hailstorm, Ministry, Alice Cooper, David Crosby. It goes on and on. And on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and excerpt from the letter said, we are asking you to support NIVA's request for assistance so these beloved venues can reopen when it's safe and welcome us and our fans back in. Uh, the collapse of this crucial element in the music industry's ecosystem would be devastating. The letter said independent venues give artists their start, often as the first stage most of us have played on. These venues were the first to close and will be the last to open. If the shutdown lasts six months and there's no federal assistance, they will never reopen again. So remove even just that fact, Preston. Venues for the artists to play, the people that work there, the people that work in the vending, the T-shirt people, the pe- all, and businesses that are around these venues that count on them. Yeah. Earlier in the month, NIVA conducted a survey which found that nearly all of independent music venues may be forced to close their doors for good. Due to the pandemic, the Senate has shown no appetite for further federal assistance of any kind, despite the continued impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. Hailstorm singer Lizzie Hale spoke to Offstage about her band's insistence on performing completely live without the aid of backing tracks. Hale said, we do it more selfishly, not necessarily as a statement, but it has kind of become this interesting statement. Uh, she said, I'm not a fan of when I find out my favorite bands do that. I'm not knocking anybody else who does it. Uh, you do you. But for us, that's just not our MO. She said, How predominant is it? Do you have any idea? I don't know. I've, I've seen bands do it. Heard them, I should say. But I don't know what the percentage of bands who do it are. I don't see it as a like a betrayal. I, I no. You know, I mean, if it, if it helps the sound... Uh, but I can understand what she's saying. Yeah. Uh, she added also if... I mean, um, you know, one of the best shows I ever saw was a Millie Vanilli concert. Those okay. guys, they brought it raw. Uh, also, if we weren't actually playing, we would uh, just get worse as musicians. Uh, we've been to shows where somebody's computer went down, the tracks are no longer there, and then they don't play anymore. And we're like, can't you just plug in the instruments? Uh, recent years, more and more bands have been given a pass using backing tracks, drum triggers, and other sort of technology that makes concerts more synthetic, but also more consistent. So a lot of times, like backup vocals and things yeah. like that, just give it a big, fuller sound, yeah. and sometimes, you know, keyboard assistance, just to give it a fatter uh, presence, they'll, they'll do that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Alice in Chains guitarist and singer Jerry Cantrell will be the subject of a long-form interview in the next episode of Gibson TV's Icon series. Cantrell will sit down to discuss his love of songwriting, the formation of Allison Chains, as well as his 30 years 
plus in music. Uh, the Cantrell episode of the new Icon series, uh, which features some of the most acclaimed artists, producers, and music business pioneers working today, will be released in July. Earlier this year, Jerry returned to the studio to continue working on a new solo album. Well, Kurt Cobain's guitar from Nirvana's iconic MTV Unplugged performance sold at auction Saturday for record $6 million. Wow. $6 million. That used to be what it cost to make a bionic man. I know. The previous record was $3.95 million for a black Stratocaster owned by David Gilmore of Pink Floyd. Pre-auction bids on the 1959 Martin D-18E reached $1 million even before bidding officially opened Saturday at Julianne's Auctions in Beverly Hills. The guitar, which had been modified for the left-handed Cobain, received seven bids total, including the winning one. Uh, the guitar also came with its original hard-shell case, a half-used pack of Martin guitar strings, three picks, and a suede stash bag. And Cobain's coffin, right? <clears throat> decorated with a small silver spoon, fork, and knife. Uh, the winner of the guitar was Peter Friedman, who told Spin after the auction uh, that he intended to tour the guitar around the world to, quote, lobby governments to start proper funding for mental health, medical uh, wages lost. Oh, that's good. All the stuff that's gone. He said, this is my life. This is my industry. We're going to raise awareness and raise money. All right, well, it's being used for a good cause. I mean, we asked this question before, and I forget what your answer was. The, the most iconic guitar of all time. Yeah, we talked about, like, Frankenstein. Yeah, from, uh, Van Halen's. Yeah. Right. Um, so there's a few of them out there. Other Nirvana MTV Unplugged performance items included in the same auction lot included Kurt Kirkwood's handwritten lyric sheet for The Meat Puppets' Oh Me, typed-out lyrics of David Bowie's The Man Who Sold the World, and a letter to Cobain from Nirvana's management company dated nine days before the Unplugged performance, outlining potential songs for the gig. <clears throat> and then one last thing. After his 1992 debut LP... Uh, returned to the Billboard and iTunes charts last week. Raids Against the Machines music has seen a 62% spike in streaming in the past seven days. The group's music was streamed over 11 million times in the last week, with the song Killing in the Name accounting for 2.4 million of those streams alone. Uh, that put the song at number three on Billboard's Hard Rock Digital Songs chart. Another tune, Bulls on Parade, has been streamed 1.4 million times in the same period. Some of the surge could be attributed to a Twitter fight between Rage, uh, Rage's Tom Morello and a fan who questioned the band's politics. The tweet went viral, garnering more than 150,000 interactions. And several other artists, including NWA, Kendrick Lamar, and Beyonce, have also experienced spikes in streaming as nationwide protests rage on. So they are seeing an uptick in performance. And that is what I have in music news. But one more thing, Free Music Monday. Yay! I have a digital download of Self-Made Man, the new album from Larkin Poe, featuring the single Holy Ghost Fire, and that's out from Tricky Woo Records. <laughs> we'll take caller number 18 <laughs> at 215-263-WMMR. Yeah. Tricky Woo Records, caller number 18, 215-263-WMMR. I didn't get one reference you just made right then. <clears throat> like none of none of those names made anything to me. Larkin Poe? Yeah, you and, know, Larkin Poe. He's on Tricky Woo, and, and the thing that we were giving away. I wish I, 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 I. That's on me. I need to educate myself. Go educate yourself while I we will. take a break. We'll be back in a moment, <laughs> and we'll get the letter of the day for the word of the week when we return. 
93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Hey, it's Marcus. Cancer won't stop and neither will we. Join myself and Team WMMR on Sunday, August 9th for the 48th annual ACS Bikeathon. This year we're going virtual. The pedal power to finish the ride against cancer may look different, but the mission remains the same. Each Team WMMR rider gets a free team t-shirt, registration and complete details at WMMR.com and check out our custom Team WMMR apparel providers, Volet and Go Cycling. Team WMMR and the ACS Bikeathon, virtually unstoppable. The ACS Bikeathon, another way 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. Chalking this one up and moving on as we, uh, is it Friday yet? <laughs> as we head towards the weekend. I think what, what we did here today is what radio was meant to be. That's what yeah. it was meant to be? I think it's the full realization of Marconi's dream so long ago. Don't you agree, Preston? I think he can finally rest easy now, knowing that it's been accomplished. It's happened. It is what he had hoped for mm-hmm. was accomplished today. I found the origins of Tricky Woo. Oh, do tell. Do you ever read the book uh, All Creatures Great and Small by James Harriet? He's a, he's a veterinarian, I believe. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, it's a great book. And Anyway, there's a dog in that book. Uh, in one of the chapters that he writes about, and uh, the name of that dog is Tricky Woo. Well, there you go. It's a literary nod Mm -hmm. for this record company to be called Tricky Woo. I had no idea. (laughs) You learn stuff. That doesn't mean they read books. I would normally thank guests, but we didn't have any guests on today, so thank you for being a part of our contests and conversation. They would have been dead weight on this show, this runaway train of entertainment. (laughs) Appreciate it. Uh, so we just need to get our letter of the day. We have a new Word of the Week prize, and the man who brings us said letter is coming into the studio. Fresh out of the shower. Very moment. He does look a little wet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. I can, hold on. i got to turn your mic on. Sorry I just put hand sanitizer on my hand, and then I push my hair back. Yep. Now I've got okay, hand Fonzie. sanitizer in my hair. <laughs> yeah. Hey. hey. All right. Yeah. It'll dry. That stuff dries off quick. Oh, it does. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And now your scalp is protected. And my hair was so unsanitized. Mm. So got him. You know how it is, hon. So tell us about your weekend. Um, so I went last night downtown and had my first dinner out. All right. Um, I had mine on Friday. Did you? Okay. Yes. It's a it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Where'd you go? I went, it's it's got I keep forgetting Forget away. Away. yes yeah. which is in Conshohocken and it's oh, awesome very cool. very cool yeah uh I met some friends at Park one of the Stephen Star restaurants and on Rittenhouse Square on 18th Street uh, Rouge and uh, some of the restaurants there in Park is right on the corner of uh, 18th and Locust and they've they've got all the tables 6 feet apart and they separate them but they actually have gone out into the street a little bit oh. Uh, and I guess the city's given them permission to do that. Cars can still get by, but they've gone a touch out into the street. The tables are all apart from each other. The servers are all wearing masks and gloves, uh, and it's open air, and um, uh, it was lovely. It's a, it's, yeah. it, it's a sense of normalcy that you we, we've been waiting for, and uh, also, you know, uh, to get the meal hot from the restaurant yeah. still, yeah. Uh, <laughs> instead yeah. of bringing it home. Yeah, it yeah. was it was absolutely wild. And then um, uh, my friends were going home, and I, I walked down Walnut Street uh, to Broad and it looked at some of the closed-up buildings, which was very bizarre, but then kept going, and some taverns were open doing that uh, that booze-to-go thing. Right. Yeah. And so I don't know where, where I stopped. 
And grab I, a drink? I grabbed a margarita to yeah. go. And I and they give Feel it like to you. feel like you're in New Orleans walking I, around in the yeah. middle of the street, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love New Orleans for that very reason. You can walk in booze. Yeah. And and they gave it to you in this this plastic um, thing that you would get Chinese soup to go in. Yeah. You know, this big container sure. with a straw. Would you oh, like a quart of cocktail? It was a yeah. quart? Yeah. It was a quart of booze. And I'm going... It, and I, by the time I got back to Rittenhouse Square, I was weaving a little bit. <laughs> so I sat down and shared it with some guy named Henry. <laughs> no, I didn't great. really. But, uh, <laughs> well, good. Good. That's awful good. Um, uh, looks good. Could I have some? <laughs> One way to slow down the pandemic is sharing drinks with well, strangers. Yeah, yes. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. And I'm also was scouting locations for where I might live on the street in another few Smart, years. Yeah, um, so you, you've got to you've got to keep things in mind. Yeah. Well, that's awesome yeah. that you're able to get out and do that. I'm it's sure fun. it felt great. Nice. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get our letter if you don't. Mind. Okay. Right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter Y, as in. You know my name. Yes, you do. <laughs> Loved playing that today. We have a package of 20 digital movies, including Birds of Prey, Gone in 60 Seconds, Just Mercy, The Rhythm Section, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and more. For a complete list, just click on contest at WMMR.com. We will give that away on Friday. Uh, musically, what's going on today, man? Um, thank you for playing that, by the way. Oh, no, I love it, man. It's, it's one of the... Wildest things ever. Uh, we're going to get into a workforce block of Todd Rundgren for his birthday today from Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. Got Led Zeppelin, got the Killers. Brandon Flowers uh, of the band had a birthday yesterday. Uh, and we've got this cool version of um, Brandon singing Tom Petty. Oh. Uh, a really cool version of it. So we'll throw that into the workforce block as well. I want to point out the reason we had uh, <clears throat> You Know My Name. Uh, played today. I didn't know this. Casey just told me a few minutes ago. It's his daughter Avery's 11th birthday today. So the first series of songs, which I guess is it five? Five, yeah. First five songs all spelled out her name with the uh, title of the, uh, the, the songs. Uh, Wait a minute. So he played All on the Watchtower, uh, Vertigo, 11-11, uh, 11-11, uh, uh, Rico's Free World, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then You Know My Name. And wow. it spells out Avery. You did that first? purposely yes i did that's nice and chuck was super happy about it <laughs> very very cool so it's like why don't we even come to work you didn't tell him? <laughs> i told him i was going to do it yesterday <laughs> chuck pro- helps program the music i think that's i think i salute that i love it when you guys do um each of your own favorite songs during shows bill, <laughs> bill weston loves that uh, i understand that he does which God, is he why hated I, that he made I, us stop i played a deep journey cut and he was just like Pfft. Forget it. <laughs> I like knowing what you, I mean. You're you, this is basically a talk show, but every one of you enjoys music and yeah. you know, and and talks a lot about you always talk a lot about music and bands that you love. So, yeah. um, I'd like to see that come back again someday. Maybe we'll get to it. All right, we'll see. All right, I want to thank our sponsors, Preston Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan, uh, the official coffee of the Preston Steve Show. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. And Meineke doing car care right on our program tomorrow. We have some guests. We have some guests we were already supposed to have on, and they've had to move things back. So, Josh Holloway, who used to be on Lost and is on the show Yellowstone. We should just have Kevin Costner on last week. He's going to be joining us. And Phil Donahue and Marlo Thomas together. Married for a long time, and their book is about marriage that they're going to be talking about. It's actually very insightful. 
So yeah. it'll be those things and more. That is it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Okay, bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. Jim Gardner is a fucking legend. And Dorothy Gardner is a saint. Watch your mouth. Next message. This is a big shout-out to Preston, the captain of the ship, when said, I fart when I think of my wife. I almost lost it. You're the best. Next message. A shithead screaming his lungs off at me on 95. There's only three lanes. Just because you didn't pass third grade doesn't mean you shouldn't know how to count. You run up that shoulder again and almost hit me, I will in your the Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. Hey, this is Norris Howard, host of Checkpoint XP on campus. So if you want to hear about the cool conversations that nerds have about everything besides video games, make sure you join us. That's Checkpoint AFK on Google Podcasts, BPod Studios, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.